Quincy Jones Show podcast. Uh-huh. We are your hosts. I am Quincy Jones Go, and of course, the best damn tag team partner, co-host, uh, co-owner. Yeah, I put it out yeah, there. Yeah, Doc Lesnar in the building. What's going on, man? Yeah, what up? What up? Check one, two. Yes, Doc Lesnar, the hip hop hybrid, Bless the only Buzz. one in existence <laughs> in the worlds of pro wrestling. We checked and hip hop. Yeah, and hip hop. Yeah, but yeah, man, we back. Another brand spanking new episode in addition of the Quincy Jones yeah, man. wrestling um, podcast. Boy, a week out from the Rumble. Week out. Kind of uh, some stuff rumbling along as well. Hey, hey, you you know, know, we got some things rumbling a week out too. You know we what I'm do. saying? We, we definitely Winter do. Winner Circle Pro. Check it out. It was written to. One year anniversary. Yes, sir. Lockdown. Uh, yeah, you'll hear more about it on the break, but yeah. <laughs> definitely, man. man. But, uh, you know, on, on uh, that note, let's, uh, let's get into some news. Some news. And if you guys remember, it's our first time in the new year switching brands. So I will be covering the NXT uh, coverage. And yeah. uh, you're going to be uh, talking about the AEW review as well i'm gonna be lighting the fuse and saying all yeah. the stings until it's you know it's time but yeah 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 and mm-hmm. then uh i mean it, it's funny i'm not gonna lie when i started writing notes i was like this is way easier than taking I'm notes bruh, and then the whole time, i'm just waiting for stuff to happen so i can say but it, it would aw is always competitive matches yeah yeah so you're like Bro, oh, okay, that, I, can, I can handle this. That was really my deal. Was like, okay, <laughs> so I'm not gonna say I, I don't need to write this because this other thing just happened. That was way more impressive. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I definitely yeah, shift. You start can't do. You'll write stuff out and then you start canceling stuff mm-hmm. out. You're like. He don't care. He probably watched it. He saw it. But yeah, we'll kick off with a little bit of yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go New Japan style real quick. Did so, you did uh, you get a chance to watch any of the I didn't. I'm so mad, man. But it's, yeah, if you, you get know, a chance, I mean you from know. was it Wrestle Kingdom as well yeah, as uh, uh, New what, Year's Dash. And then what was the one the uh Oh there was one that, oh oh the one that just happened. Yeah, um Valley the, the Valley uh Something in the valley, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the one I was gonna go to was uh, well I mean That was the one that's in uh north northern California, right? Yeah. Uh Santa Barbara? I believe so. I don't know why I can't remember the name, check, yeah, name of this. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Battle in the Valley. There we go. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, well, before then, too, I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. But, you know, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Yeah, San, San Jose. Jose. Okay. But um, there was somebody uh, popping up, uh, obviously, during Wrestle Kingdom, that being Nick Nemeth and uh, his brother that were at ringside. <laughs> yeah. They kind of... You know, got into it with That's Dave, a brother Dave Finley for sure. <laughs> but uh, we're actually talking about Jack Perry, man. I mean, yeah. we've been going back and forth trying to figure out where he was going to be at. I know there was a lot of speculation circling around if he was going to be the devil. We talked about some, uh, you know, curious trademarks that he's been filing for as well. And uh, he actually popped up uh, at Battle at the Valley and, uh, you know, or in the Valley, I should say. He jumped the rail following the main card opener and uh, he attacked Shoto Uma or Shota Uma. No, yeah, I, I would love the book him, by the way. Yeah, definitely, man. And then, uh, yeah, he. Got in the ring and uh, pulled out his AEW contract, tore it up, and uh, put on this armband that read Scapegoat, you know, which uh, I thought was really good stuff. It was, I mean, what we call in the business, good shit. I, I tell you what, it's it's better than growing a must, a pencil-thin mustache and telling me to address me by my 
God given name. And, I mean, I, I'll, like, I'm going to get that. I love that, but I, uh, but I'm, not. Yeah, I I, 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 well, you know, if they can do it away from the obvious elephant in the room, it'd probably be better. But yeah, I, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get definitely there. get there. But yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely interesting because it, there's a lot of blurring the lines there. And you know, I think the last time we saw Perry even associated with New Japan was when he went against Sonata at the uh, oh yeah Forbidden Door. Yeah, so it was definitely interesting. But yeah, man, hopefully we can see where this is going to go. Uh, I wonder if he is just going to be you know, New Japan bound. It seems like tearing that contract. And it is that, an interesting choice to, to as far as how they're going to bring him back into wrestling. Yeah, I know they want us to believe that this is uh, real and he's not under contract, but that's not how contracts work. Yeah, um, I do like the idea of you know he he's I like the scapegoat idea because yeah. no one's ever thought about it from his point of view. No, not, you know what I mean? not at all. And, and, and just what he what he's going to have to wear or what he's been wearing the last couple months. He's been. Yeah, suspended without having to be able well, to say anything, defend himself. Yeah, and this guy's you know? got to leave the company, pop yeah. back up three months later, do two returns yeah. in a year. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. on Raw. I totally get it. Yeah, but I think it's a good uh, and, and if not unique opportunity for him to reinvent himself. Yeah. So I'm excited I agree. to see that. I agree. And then uh, moving along with the New Japan news, I'm sure you guys have all heard this before, uh, or at least by now, it was rumored, but it has been confirmed that uh, the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada will be leaving the company after concluding his contract. On January 31st of this year. It's he, crazy. Yeah, he yeah. did put out a statement saying, I have nothing but gratitude for having been a part of New Japan Pro Wrestling since 2007. For New Japan, bringing me from a 19-year-old kid off the plane to Mexico to the Rainmaker I am today. Thank you to the best companies in New Japan Pro Wrestling, to the best of opponents that I've been able to face here, and to the best of fans that have cheered and booed over the years. I promise to make it rain in every match I have left, so keep watching. And I have heard, although nothing has started on each side, it does you know, seem that both AEW and WWE are going to be like going hard to get him for sure. So, I, I, which like, I think they'd be dumb it, if they did. Yeah, it'd be so. a smart move. I mean, much like when Triple H had, you know, went up and scooped up a lot of the New Japan guys that had left, uh, what, what, almost 80 years ago? Yeah. With like Knock and uh, AJ and obviously the rest of the OC. Yeah. There is a special interest there, but it's we've also seen other stuff like Kenta come in there and they didn't know how to fucking deal with them. You know what I mean? 100%. So and you know what's crazy? That's the only thing. They've been doing better with the way they've been booking Nakamura. Yeah. But I don't want to see the same thing because the thing is Okada doesn't yeah, speak perfect English his, too. And he's on his, like, his last leg right now. Like I would mm-hmm. say like you're, it's his last, yeah, yeah, last at least. chance I think. Yeah. You know, in terms of, of Nakamura because he kind of was just swimming in place on SmackDown for yeah, a while Yeah, I don't know too, if you remember so. what Triple H said when he, when he first took over control before Vince tried to come back. He had it was like on a conference call talking about how there's some people that he feels that he would love to try to uh, re-energize or you know re-implement their their push, but he says some people are just beyond damage. And one yeah. of the people he said was Shinsuke, and that's obviously due to the way that he was booked with under Vince. But yeah, I, I guess I said that to say that if he is going to be WWE bound, I am interested to see what he's going to uh, how they're going to book him going forward. Hundred percent. But you also have to say that I mean he's really close with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Really, really close. Yeah, to the so yeah, definitely is. Yeah, I could definitely see him wanting to make his but time I think it's in like America bloated, a easier. Bloated. Oh, it's roster but, versus like. But it'd be bloated on the other side too. Like, how do you make room for a guy like Okada, as far as uh, the importance that's attached to him when you already got CM Punk that just came back, Randy Orton just came back, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Cody, Brock supposedly coming yeah, back. You, Rome, got, you know, you, you got, got Drew up there. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's, it's kind of bloated for them, if too. he's going to re-sign his contract. Later. True. Very true. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, that, that, is, uh, that is a good point to make. But uh, I who, did see T. I just want to say, I did see TNA is trying to throw was, their hat in because I saw uh, Saban and Alex Shelley post, like, old pictures of them three together. Mm. And I was wondering what, what, what prompted it. I'm like, ah, 
There you go. Yeah. I mean, speaking of TNA, I was going to bring up some uh, shuffling and moving there. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, we did have uh, Hard to Kill. Just uh, Heard it was a good happen. show. Yeah, yeah. It, did, it definitely seemed like a good show. They said the, it was uh, their highest gate, actually. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, it was their first like true, like I think, uh, rebranding or... I, I won't say rebrand, return slash rebranding yeah. back to the TNA days. Yeah. A lot of these we've belts seen, are looking sweet, bro. Yeah, I'm I was going to say, lie, we, yeah. we've, we've seen them go through this before where it was a little bit too much. Like, okay, now it's Impact. Now it's TNA Impact. Now it's TNA with GFW or G, Global Force. And it was, they've done a lot, you know, yeah. but yeah, but seeing, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to see that the hardcore fans are like, yeah, we want it to be TNA. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're happy for that shit. Yeah, so. and I think there's a place for them, you know, they're not competing with the big two they're just trying to be them which i think is really probably what aw should have been doing from the jump but you know at the same time i agree yeah because that's a that's an exhausting race and Uh, shout out to scott the more millionaire billionaire or not yeah for sure yeah but uh yeah speaking of uh some of uh you know some people that have made the jump uh you know we were talking a little bit before we went on air uh the former dana brooke uh you know i think we talked last time there's a lot of people who's um you know uh, non-compete clauses and dates were set to expire. I think uh, Ali, Mustafa Ali, was one of those guys who was like hitting the ground running on getting his dates Man, filled. Man, you can't even catch him. He, yeah, he, he out here getting bookings. Hundred percent. But uh, Danny Brooke, yeah, she, uh, you know, she showed up. Uh, I think it was during the knockouts title match between uh, Trinity and Jordan Grace. Uh, she was flanked by a gentleman uh, who I don't. I think his he. I don't know. He he was. Uh, I didn't get who he was, but. Her real name is Ashley May yeah. Sabera, but she was identified as Ash by Elegance. So, yeah. um, you know, she didn't confront either uh, woman after, after, you know, the title uh, was won by Jordan Grace, I believe it was. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely interesting because I, you know, she's one of those people that I thought even when she went down to NXT and started kind of being Kalani Jordan's uh, like. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot mentor. about that. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was more she could do from a veteran standpoint, you know, but we got to be honest too. Like, you know, I can't remember who she was flanking at the time, but she kind of got bumped up way early. I think that was Charlotte, right? When was I it think Charlotte it was, was, I think it, well, see, I think because they were doing she, the platinum blonde thing, right? Yeah, but I, but I remember her flanking someone in NXT first. Oh. I don't think it was Charlotte, but she did, did end she? up doing it with Charlotte as well. Um, and so I, it just, it was one of those things where I don't know if we ever thought she was ready, ready. And then I felt like she kind of had to like start swimming in the deep end right away. I was always impressed with the whole, you know, hands-free like roundabout cartwheel thing she did. And she seemed like she could have, I mean, I'll be honest, like I've seen some of her workout videos back then. I thought she could have low-key been like a China type. Oh, she was running with, uh, Emma. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 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 that's right. Cause no, I'm, yeah, I, I agree with you with that because even though I'm not huge on her promo skills, but I, yeah, that's it's a, that's a double sided coin. It's about how many opportunities you get mm-hmm. versus how much practice you get, and, and what, what you and what do the, with the opportunities, and, yeah. and what the subject matter is, and how you deliver that. Right? Yeah, definitely. It could be a shit promo, and you have no control over how it's going to sound because it was shit. From you the could beginning, say you know? lose your stuff and run away. You yes, know? you could. Yeah, so. ah! <laughs> I'm self-recovered with emotion. Uh, yeah. Lucha emotion. But, <laughs> but another one that was on that list of people that uh, you know that uh, also had gotten the non-complete non-com- uh, no non-complete clause Not, yeah. uh, expired. As to say, sorry, that was a mouthful. Um, was someone we just brought up uh, a moment ago, Nick ne- uh, Nemeth. You know, he uh, was there as well. He showed up at the end of the uh, main event. Ramus uh, dethroned Alex Shelley. Uh, he started his second world title reign. 
And yeah, he showed up right behind him, and I believe there's a super kick and a zigzag. I don't think they called it the zigzag. I, I don't think you can. You can call it the knickknack. Oh, exactly. What I was saying, <laughs> knickknack for sure. And then uh, he left the ring and celebrated in the stands with the. With you the should fans. call it the nick of time or something. Yeah, some, something. Yeah, and I know he's starting this whole most wanted uh, gimmick too, which I'm not Is mad. It? Yeah, oh, I did see you put up like package. a. Man, you better watch it because I. Uh, it's clearly his brother that he's beating yeah. up, though. By the way, yeah, yeah. It's like there's some zombies. Like that looks. Stop walking weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the hardcores and all that. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I guess his first match is going to be against Zachary Wentz. Uh, I did the, see that. of these uh, rascals. I don't know if it already aired, but I know it was part of the Sunday tapings following that that uh, that event. But yeah, no, I mean. Definitely will be interesting to see what he does. I know he actually also cut a promo as well, um, and he did say something about it's the first time he's had to, like, re restart, you know, or start all over, and it'll be the first time, you know, he gets to do it as Nick Nemeth. So I think that's the worst. Yeah, you know what? That That's a good point because it's one thing to be super consistent with your in-ring performances and to have that type of rep, but then it's a whole thing to be like, but it'd be just great to not be fucking Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. And I could still do the same thing as a different name. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Dolph like, Ziggler's never been a great name. No, I but mean, he did a lot with that. Like, I, for sure. more, more legs than we thought after the handshake deal. You know what I mean? We're <laughs> yeah, thinking. That, I'm Dolph Ziggler. And that was during a time <laughs> where grin. They, they were doing a lot of like what they called the, the superstar initiative stuff. Yeah. And not everyone made it past that. You know what I mean? So it's like. You're right. You're you know, right. yeah. There's a lot of people who have been in similar spots that we didn't see ever again. So they, you know, but it's cool. That is interesting because they they also join. I don't know if they're signed, but obviously I know that they did actually actually they did sign Kashida as well. Mm-hmm. And I believe the GYVs. I don't know if yeah. they signed, but they definitely had their first match. Yeah, Trent Seven. Post over there WWE. As well. Yeah, Trent Seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Looking pretty cool. I mean, obviously people were worried. Yeah, people like um, what's her name? Uh, Deanna Peraza, who who recently left to join AEW, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like TNA is in a good swing right now. I feel like they're doing their thing, and that they as long some, as, as, yeah, long as got, that's all they're worried about, man. Yeah, like yeah, I they think got, I think they're gonna do well, man. There's a lot of people that still get excited to see them. Yeah, they got some good cats over there. Yeah, uh, especially on the, on their roster as well. And then finally with TNA, um, you know, there's been a lot of swirling innuendo and rumors about if Trinity is going to be returning to WWE as Naomi uh, and probably next weekend in the Rumbles, really what the speculation has been. And kind of adding to that, um, there was a video where Naomi, you know, after losing the belt, um, I don't think it was that hard to kill. I think it was at the next set of taping. She did uh, sort of bid farewell to the fans, and she was in tears, you know, amid those uh, Royal Rumble return rumors. So that is is something to think about, which I'm not mad at because, you know. No, no, I think it's crazy that because I feel like she could have started wrestling a little bit sooner, but uh, from when when she finally started wrestling yeah. with TNA. But hey, man, as long as she's getting some extra money, that that's all that matters. Yeah, you know and I, mean? I know she's got some injuries in her past. So I wonder if that was another thing too. Maybe she was just re recouping or rehabbing or just trying to sure recharge. Was, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, I mean, because that's what they say that WWE schedule, the travel schedule is hell, man. So you know who knows. But um, yeah, I mean, moving on to uh, I guess if we can go to the WWE side of things. Uh, there was some interesting uh, comments made by Mandy Rose. Uh, she was asked about, you know, the potential of returning to the WWE. She says, I don't know if I'll ever be back in WWE. I don't know what the future holds. However, I'm enjoying my life a lot right now, and we're getting married soon. We got a lot of big plans, a lot of trips, uh, a lot of exciting things in the works. So, yeah, that's your answer. You never shut doors, I will say. If I was ever to come back, it would be for my fans. But uh, for you guys, because I know you guys miss me, and I miss you guys too. 
So if she were to come back, it'd be a big bag for her for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And they would have to definitely reposition her. Yeah, because people were talking about like Gigi Dolan has become the Marty Jannetty of toxic attraction. I was like, it didn't start that way. If that is true, I don't think that's true. But I don't think they know how to it, use Gigi. No, they don't. Like they, the thing is, they they blew it out of the water before they had a chance to get those two fully well rounded at for the most part to be able to take off on their own and not need training wheels anymore you know what i mean mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like when that happens i mean jc's doing her thing because she has great uh uh facial expressions and the yeah. way that she talks and the position she's in with chase you makes yeah. sense to like with her she, character she's okay with promos but i feel like she kind of channels a lot of what we've seen prior yeah especially like the whole arc of you know, I'm not the way made, her delivery is too a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and then I think her whole thing of like having a bad home life and overcoming that, and it's kind of similar to what Roddy, the package they ran with Roddy, yeah, strong, you know, and like kind of, I'm I I don't make friends all the time, but it doesn't make me a bad person, and kind of you know, it's like I, we're, we're wrestling fans. We had we had a re- we yeah, watched yeah, wrestling yeah. because of the fact that yeah we yeah had, yeah that was my escape. Yeah yeah, yeah it's I like think. yeah that's all of a sister tell us something we don't know. No. Oh yeah man. No, but um. I think that would be a good move for him. I don't know if her going anywhere else would see the same benefit for her, but, you know, I mean, it's, it is funny that she did get the, the pink slip, or so to speak, from the guy who posed for Playgirl, so whatever. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. <laughs> I just got uh, two more items with WWE and one item with AEW. Uh, Liv Morgan. Uh, we reported a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, that she had uh, kind of gotten arrested for uh, having that uh, baggie of wacky tobacco on her, um, <laughs> or, or in the form of a vape pen. She's <laughs> so, like, where the hell are you at? Oblivion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Uh, but here's the latest. This is per PW Insider uh, on January 2nd uh, this year. Uh, the more serious charge against her, which was the possession of drugs, possibly synthetic uh, cannabinoid, was dropped from the criminal case against her. Uh, the remaining charge, possession of marijuana, and not more than 20 grams was transferred to the county's misdemeanor court division. Uh, she's got a scheduled arraignment on February 12th at the Sumter County Courthouse, uh, and that got canceled. Um, instead, there will be a status conference related to a remaining charge on February 20th. Oh, that was 20th. In Florida. Yeah, and so just so you guys know, the charge is the possession of marijuana, not more than 20 grams. It is a first-degree misdemeanor in Florida. It can be punishable up to one year in jail or on probation along with a $1,000 fine. Uh, conviction of possession also results in six-month driving license suspension, random drug testing, and all the reimbursement I'm, fees related to the I ain't going to lie to you. I'm kind of blown away that it's not legalized in all places Florida when there's so much active shit so, going yeah. on over there, dude. I think it's... Um, we got hurricanes, yeah. but you gonna take me to jail for this yeah, bullshit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's fuck. also like you know, you know, there's harder stuff coming through those harbors, dude. Man, we, like, we come got on, fucking the Everglades full the of water. fucking gators. Yeah, we got, we got fucking Haitians. <laughs> we, Florida woman. We got Opalakagoons. <laughs> that, that's, that's what that was. Yeah, Florida yeah. woman. Yeah, arrested I, for cannabis. Y'all, y'all saw y'all saw GTA Six. Yeah, 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 a bunch of that shit. Well, I love it, man. Seriously. <laughs> But uh, and then uh, we got some uh, news on Seth Rollins. You know, yeah, uh, you know, there's been back and forth whether whether truck or not. From, or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, in terms of the whole, uh, you know, hindering the gender, uh, but now gender coming back after such a. Uh, a very hindrance. vast, yeah. Well, I'll say, yeah, a hindrance <laughs> of victories. We'll say, 
uh, a gingerance. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but Seth Rollins trying to prop him up for for a proper title, which I get. If you know the the history, you get why it makes sense. They did fight each other in the finals of NXT when they were first brandishing the the first ever world title, you know. And Dusty Rhodes presented Seth Rollins. Et cetera, he refused yada, yada. to shake his hand. Yeah, exactly. Which is stupid. Uh, but yeah, I mean, apparently in that match is saying that uh, it's been said that he suffered a leg injury. Seth Rollins, that is. So yeah, uh, you know, which has a lot of people wondering if that's going to put his WrestleMania status in jeopardy. I know he's already been going through some back stuff anyway, uh, but it says he's been pulled from upcoming editions of Raw so far. He, uh, his next advertised one is February twelfth. Uh, but yeah, I mean, according to PW Torts, they said uh, either it's bad news and WWE is going to have Seth announce something on TV or they're just waiting for more test results to get something more definitive. But they want to control the narrative of him or on him at this point because people who know aren't commenting. So that's a little interesting. But, yeah, it's yeah. They said that. Uh, yeah, it's supposedly it's a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it just no word on the severity of it. All I heard was yeah, and that he's got a history. Of he was, knee. yeah, exactly. All I heard is that uh, he was limping, did need crutches, but was still seen limping uh, even in the back. Yeah, but you yeah. saw that Austin Theory, Carmelo Hayes injury that happened. Oh, were they collided? Yeah, they, or they, they, they tried. To, he tried to do that fly. Spanish fly, yeah, and then like they the kind of just yeah. knocked. The, I didn't know. He, I never seen him do that. Yeah, no, I've never seen it. So because that moves in the game. Yeah, and I didn't know who it was a for. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen that Austin yeah. do it a couple times, or not. I would say several times, at least during his NXT run. Never on oh, the main okay. roster, but I think because with a guy like Carmelo, that's his style to go yeah. with that high octane. So like, you under rotate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I mean, because they both hit their heads, but like it's yeah. being said that Austin, they think his is a little bit more serious because he's actually going through medical protocol right now. Uh, yeah, so. I'm, I mean, yeah, we just Melo wrestled. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did, okay. Yeah, got he you. wrestled on NXT. So. Got you. And then uh, finally, I did have something on Keith Lee. Uh, you know, last we heard about Keith Lee, he was, uh, you know, scheduled to wrestle against Swerve at World's End. And the last minute, he was not medically cleared to compete. Um, you know, now there's kind of some conflicting reports about what the situation is. Uh, House of Wrestling reported on a private account that he was set to have two surgeries, one operation on his heart and the other one on his throat. Uh, but did not have specific details about those surgeries. But Mia Yim, obviously the wife of Keith Lee, has came in to the chat. And, uh, you know, because Keith, this is what Keith Lee said on Twitter at first, or X, I should say. He said, took roughly 19 years, dot, 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 but I guess it's my turn. Time to get fixed. Here's two double surgery. Certainly one way to start 2024. So I guess that <laughs> leads credence to why he thought, you know, I mean, House of Wrestling did report that it's two surgeries, but the uh, you know specifying heart and throat seems to be jumping the gun, as Mia yeah, Yim said, yeah. shaking my damn head. Ringside news is hot pressed garbage. I won't state specifics, but heart and throat surgery is absolutely false. They are. This sounds like room. yeah. This is this sound like ringside kind of carried that torch from House of Wrestling and and and, and, and I think set he, a whole bunch of fires yeah, with that information. Because yeah. I think Houseman works for both, right? Or did he leave ringside and start? I don't. House I, of I've Wrestling never or? known Houseman to, to work for ringside. To be honest, oh, okay. I've always known it to be uh, him doing his own House of uh, Wrestling thing. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Ring, you always know when it's a slow day for ringside. Yeah, hi, all the time. Yes, yes, man. And especially there's times where they put their like. Sometimes it won't be news. It'll just be the guy, one of the guys who owns it, just fucking says something on Twitter. You're like, dude, get the fuck off Twitter. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, word, you word. You see so many people talking shit. You're like, what are you doing? You know, seriously. But, uh, yeah, I, it's interesting because even when you said, "Oh, it's time to get fixed," I'm thinking, "Oh, it's a." It's a, uh, you know, he's, he's getting clipped. Yeah, yeah. But then you're like, oh no, he's fixing himself. I'm like, because even if, it, like, let's let's 
put it brass tacks real quick. He already has issues or had a history of like some health related issues had to do with respiratory, which would include a little bit of cardiovascular with the breathing, right? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. So if he was going to get a heart surgery, he would have got that shit done then. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, He wasn't going to wait two, three. See, after all the Brody stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Just you know. But yeah, and or I guess I'll say it would be smart of him to have done it. I can't say he would have done it, whatever. But yeah, I mean, either way, whatever it is, you know, yeah. speedy recovery. Yeah, definitely. You definitely, know, hope man. you coming back healthy, my man. Yeah, and I, yeah, I hope it's a limitless recovery. <laughs> and it's dubitous now, it's fine. But uh, but uh, yeah, that's all I got for the news, man. All right. Well, uh, I guess without further ado, I can get into uh, my first official yeah NXT review. That look, ooh, that looks lengthy. This is me cutting it down. Big, big first segment, huh? <laughs> Let's look. So, uh, it's they they start the night off uh, with NXT. We are not the same. We are not the same. Uh-huh. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Downtown swinging. Um, oh man. Uh, they play tricks music for a few bars before Mexican like uh, mellows music. That's the that's the only reason why I wrote that. It's because I'm, I'm very behind on what happened. I, I will say this. I know that Ilya was not able to defend his title, and it turned into him versus Hayes, right, at the pay-per-view or at New Year's Evil? That was I, like a, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't even okay, go back just, to New Year's Evil. Gotcha. I just got it from this week because that's what my assignment said. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they play tricks. I wrote this part just for you. They play tricks music for a few bars before mixing in Mellow's music, to which Booker is bummed on commentary like, oh, man, like he, he's getting ready. He starts doing the, oh, okay. And then you hear, ding, ding. I'm on the top. Then he's like, oh, oh, for oh, real. And then, and then they mix okay. it back in. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, like he was like, I got, I got to get it the second time before they take oh, it away. Okay. But okay. Uh, it was a uh, first round match. Dusty Rhodes classic. Uh, Malik Blade and Idris Anofe, uh versus Trick Williams and Mello. Oh, okay. Um, this was had no business being as entertaining as this was, which is why you see this big paragraph. Here. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um. Anyways, Malik and Mello, uh, they start with an early stalemate. We get some double team from Mello and Trick on Anofe. As we see Anofe finally take his shirt off after what seemed like almost a whole year of him posting that picture of that uh, yeah, supposed yeah. WWE chest tattoo. And I I don't know. He definitely has a tattoo, but I don't know what it is. It's not clear what it is. I did take a screenshot. I'll so show he you tats- later. He tattooed over it. <laughs> I, 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 to be honest, it looks like he did. Yeah, I think he got it covered up with something else. But. Anyways, Trick, Trick is in the match now on fire as he goes uh, for a jumping clothesline, but, but Malik pushes Anofe out the way, takes the bullet for him. Uh, Trick tags Mello back in as he tries for the nothing but net hella early, uh, but Malik uh, evades and strings together some offense uh, before taking Trick off the apron with a drop kick. Anofe tags back in and overwhelms Trick with a few arm drags before falling victim to the double team from uh, him and Mello. Uh, Trick then finds himself on the other end of a double team as Anofe hits a rope uh, like from the bottom rope, he hit a, a six one nine. Oh, okay. And then Blade followed with a Tope Atomico. I'm like, calm down, Eddie and Ray. No, oh, okay. This is not your time. Mm. Uh, but no, Anofe hits in uh, what I called it the inverted sling blade, the where it turns into a, a bulldog. bulldog. Yeah, yeah. Hits that on on Trick. What's the name used to do this? Uh, Shotzi. Yeah, she did. Uh, before catching Mello running. Uh, basically, he he, he uh, Mello tried to run in, and, he, and they caught him both with a double flapjack. Uh, and then they both actually followed up on opposite sides with Tope Conhilos right before the picture uh, picture and picture break with Malik damn near killing himself on his Tope, but not his fault. Mm. Uh, he took off a little early, not giving uh, Trick enough time to get into position to fully, you know, get underneath him to catch him. But he definitely helped helped him uh, break his fall. Like he was like there, but he was like, "Oh shit, nigga, hold up." 
And then, but, he, but it wasn't bad. It was mm-hmm. just the fact that the the trick trick selling looked bad because you had to like kind of just get squashed by him last minute. Gotcha. Uh, back from break, Blade and Nofe are isolating Mellow as Blade hits a slingshot backbreaker. Yeah, that one off the ropes. Okay. Uh, trick gets the hot tag in, hits the back to back Harlem sidekicks. Tries for the discus boot, but Blade evades, only to fall victim to a double flapjack by Trick on both men, which I've never seen one guy do that. He, uh, mm. it, Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I got to see what that looks um, like. Trick then hits the, the deadlift rock bottom, but Blade is there to break it up. Um, I finally get to see how he does it. You've been telling me about it for a long time. I'm like, oh, that's the setup for the... Yeah, that's the short arm, whatever. Tell, yeah, yeah, I don't know what that is. Bro. Well, it's, it's low key. He holds him out of arm. He does the, the Dana Brooke thing. Yeah, yeah. And then like, yeah, and then get over here, nigga. Yeah, 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 to like yeah. to yank him up and the to get the momentum going. Yeah. Um, Malik takes out Mello with a front flip DDT. I don't know if you remember that same spot that uh, Apollo Cruz hit him with back in the day, or not. But when he came back to NXT, there was that one uh, move where he was going like he threw him to the ropes. He just pretty much did it like. Destroyer style, like he just. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, I was like, "You ain't got no business hitting that on Mellow, bro. What the fuck?" Uh, and then, okay. then Blade hits a picture perfect diving elbow on Trick Williams for a near fall. Uh, Mellow gets the blind tag and hits the springboard clothesline that he always hits on a no Yeah. Blade hits the huge ro- uh, rock, oh, oh, rock styled spine buster on Mellow. Uh, again, they were giving Malik a lot, bro. Uh, follows up with a diving low down style frog splash, but Trick is able to break it up. Never seen him hit that ever, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Mello hits the first 48 and tags uh, Trick back in, who hits the running. How, fr- how, how great was that first 48? It wasn't bro? good. Oh, he's hit some really it was, dope it, it ones, was okay. Yeah, it, honestly, they, they haven't been calling it that lately, though. I'm no, they didn't. I wonder if they, 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 it's they trademark or something. They didn't mention. Oh, they probably. I don't know. Lame. Oh, he hits him with the Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> he hit him with the CSI. Dun, dun, dun. The CSI. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Every time he hits a fucking booker, just goes. Oh, uh, uh, Mello hits the, uh, the code breaker. Uh, tags and Trick who hits the running knee, uh, the, that running flying knee he's been doing for the win. Yeah. Uh, setting their teams at the semifinals as they await uh, the winner between Chase Shue and LWO. Oh, okay. uh, they also join two other teams in the semis being Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin as well as Axiom and Nathan Frazier. <laughs> I saw some weird backstage shit with Braun and Baron. It's I'm hilarious. sure you'll, it's, it's, you'll bring it's it up. entertaining, yeah. yeah. Huh. Later we get a backstage segment with Melo and Trick celebrating their win with Melo trying to compliment Trick for being in his bag but Trick cuts him off and corrects him saying, nah, we were in our bag. Mello starts talking about being in the sem- semis and heading straight for the finals at Vengeance Day. Uh, when Ilya drops by and apologizes to Trick for not being medically cleared for their scheduled title match mm. and says that as the t- NXT champion, he let him down, but that he is medically cleared now and wants to grant him the title match that he deserves on a big stage at Vengeance Day. Mm. Trick, same no, day. no, yeah, yeah. Trick is hyped and quickly obliges before Ilya dips off and the camera pans out to show Mello looking kind of tight about it. Mm-hmm. Trick is obviously excited, but Mello reminds him uh, about them still being in the tournament, and that pretty much concludes at Vengeance Day before they pitch it back to the match, uh, uh, or they pick they, they pitch it back to to the next segment. But there's 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 more mm-hmm. uh, there's on that. More there, yeah, yeah, I get you. Obafemi in ring promo. I gotta oh, say, really? um. Okay. I'm a fan. The funny thing is, uh, ass Michael <laughs> everybody was like, there's no way this cat's 22. And then his mom finally came out and said, he's 25. Oh, okay. So I don't know why they're trying to say he's 22 because that nigga is not 22. No, I'm sorry no. for the, for dropping that bomb, but he is, you could say, you're like, I know that there's some, some strong genetics in Africa, but nah, bro. Mm. Ain't no way you 22 with that, with a beard like that, bro. That's don't crazy. Don't like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hate it. <Yeah>. No. <laughs> you lying. Uh, 
Anyways, oh, I, this is why I liked it because the crowd they fuck with him, bro. Yeah, I mean he like they they were they were doing the what, but not the what they they were doing. If you know, it reminded me of um, damn, I can't remember his name, but the character uh, opposite of uh, Black Panther. Um, who Killmonger? Was, no, 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 not the antagonist. The other, the, oh, the, oh, Umbaku. Uh, Umbaku. Mm. It reminded me of that because every time he talked, instead of like what they were like, woo. Oh, every okay, instead yeah. of everything he said, woo, woo, mm. and it was like this loud, like de- I was like, yo, this is fucking dope. Um, anyway, to get a highlight video of him cashing in to win the North American Championship from Dragon Lee, shouldn't be surprised that he won. Uh, oh, this is what he says. He said, you shouldn't be surprised that he won the title. As this is the prophecy that was foretold as the juggernaut drenched in gold. I was like, that's I like that. Mm. Talks about being tested as a Nigerian prince and destroying his opposition, being tested in the NCAA and made that his world uh, made that world his own. And now that he's in NXT, the goal is still the same as he will crush into dust any man that stands in his way because he is backed by destiny. Uh, and yeah, again, like when he said that year, ooh, mm. again, like, I was just like, man, this is fucking dope. Yeah. Uh, Drag I, did, I, I definitely see why you, you're getting Black Panther vibes, though. Like you know, in that that regard, especially with the fans, yeah, I mean, response kind of like that. They and were, it, and yeah. it seems more organic. Like, yeah, we know we're supposed to do this instead of yeah, let, let me hear it. Like, yeah, like yeah, just, it, it really like because I haven't been watching him through the tournament, and all I saw was the 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 win. And then I had to watch the video, and then I see this is my first time seeing him. I'm like, yo, they they are really actually pretty in tune with this dude, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, Dragon Lee comes out, commends Oba on being hungry and taking the opportunity to win the championship the way he did and is even mad at him for it, but just hopes that he can continue the tradition of the open challenge like Wesley did for him and says that if so, he wants to be Oba's first uh, title defense that night. Oba shuts it down and says the open challenges are closed for now. Uh, Dragon tells Oba then, all right, I want the title rematch that I deserve at Vengeance Day, to which Oba informs Dragon Lee, and this is kind of gangster, you're like, you are no longer in the position to, to decide anymore. Mm. But tells him, I may consider it before just blowing him off and walking out the ring. I'm like, ooh. Mm. I like that. I mean, because what you finna do? Yeah. Dude's huge. Got an Eddie Thorpe backstage summit. Yeah, I already got a little bit of Eddie Thorpe. Yeah, I know I <laughs> joked about yeah. it. But, uh, we see Eddie Thorpe talking to Hank the Tank and a few others. There's a guy next to Hank who had a Hank the Tank shirt but wasn't Hank. I'm like, what? I don't know, whatever. Oh, Hank and Tank. Or is that what they are? Yeah. Oh, I don't know why. Yeah, I just yeah. I thought it was he was one and the same. Yeah. Now the one's name. So is I guess Hank, the, I the guess other the other one was Tank. Tank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we see uh, him talking to Hank and Tank, a few other guys about his underground match. As Trey Bearhill comes in and commends Eddie. Uh, on the way he stood up and re- represented said, their so people. You saw Barry Hill. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, he had a good. He had oh, a good moment oh, okay. here. Okay. He had a good okay, moment gotcha. here. Okay. Uh, they're chopping it up and bonding a little bit before Dijak interrupts and makes fun of Eddie for finally finding a friend. Uh, <laughs> Barry Hill bows up to him immediately and just like, "Yo, you need to get out of here." Dijak makes fun of him. He's like, "Oh, look at you guys being so proud of the culture that taught you everything except when to quit." Which, mm. when he says that, Barry Hill's like, "Never." Like he he was like Ooh. doing commentary after everything little snide thing he was trying to say he's like nope never uh huh mm-hmm. and I was like yo this is a new guy bowing up to Dijak okay okay uh, but yeah Dijak he warns Barry Hill that he could be the next one he puts on the shelf tonight as uh eventually we get a match with them too later oh okay um I'll just talk about it right now since I had yeah yeah, yeah why not S- slingshot all on over today yeah, I got to get used to that because I forgot they do a lot of that mm. um. Here we go. Joe Gacy just magically appeared at commentary table during, Still <laughs> but in it, a suit. Huh? In a suit, though, he was in the middle of Vic and Booker, and he's like, "I'm one of the commentary guys now." You know, he was oh, okay. pretty entertaining to Vic, but obviously an annoyance to Booker. Uh, at one t- <laughs> uh, one point, Dijak throws Barry Hill hard into the barricade by the commentary table, uh, with the ref going to check on him. And while that was going on, Dijak said something to Joe Gacy, 
Gacy just stands up and just headbutted this dude while the ref didn't see it. And oh, it wow. just it gave an opening to Bear Hill a little bit. But ultimately, he fell victim to the, the discus boot uh, by Dijak, which I didn't realize that. Uh, I don't want to say Tony Storm stole his gimmick, but I didn't realize they were doing the whole. Um, what is that fucking uh, movie that they did? Uh, Sin City type deal with him. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I get, I get yeah, because as yeah. soon as I saw the entrance, I'm like, oh, this is for sure like a Sin City type deal. I'm not mad at this, but yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but then yeah, after the match, he gets immediately jumped by by uh, Gacy, and they just brawl up the ramp, uh, leaving Bear Hill by himself, which he then gets attacked from behind by Alexis King. Oh, he's still doing. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he blamed them for costing him the the biggest matches of his career, mm-hmm. I guess. But uh, yeah, because yeah. he lost to Riley. Is it Osborne? Osborne. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He ain't he, honestly Riley Osborne. He he has the potential. He could honestly yeah. be like he he's to me like the he ready. He's like the action Andretti for a NXT, bit, but a but bit, a little yeah. better. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me see what happened after this. Uh, yeah, there's a lot, dude. I don't know why they were trying to give you so much work. Yeah, they like to thread a lot. Oh, Lyra uh, Valkyria, take and uh, Tatum Paxley teamed up against Lola Vice and Alexa Lopez for the women's Dusty Classic as an opening match. Not sure if this is the first time tagging. I'm guessing, but dude, the way that Tatum just snuck in behind Lyra doing her entrance. Dressed in the same gear, unbeknownst to Lyra the whole time, you, until she's in the ring hitting her pose, and she looks down and see Tatum just lying down next to her feet, just looking at her, and she just gets spooked. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, this is it's kind of funny." Um, like, it, it, it doesn't remind me of like Dexter Loomis because it's totally different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. By the way, did he did he get released? No, nah, he's he's, just, still, he's doing all he's doing a lot of acting. Dude, right I, mean, now. I was like, he's he's uh, doing that that Fireman show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um. Uh, where am I? Oh, Electra. Uh, what I wrote is like she was showing mad growth from the last time I saw her. To be honest, she starts off ragdolling Lyra with a full Nelson, and then transitioned into a cravat. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. She she got the she got the the skills. It's just- you see, last time I saw her though, she remember she was barely like she. It was her versus uh, what's her name? Uh, B, something B from from uh, oh, Hit Row. Oh, oh, oh. That's um, the last time I seen her wrestle. Why can't I think of her first name? Something fab, 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 B, B-fab. B-fab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what is that chick's name? I'm, I, I was going to call her her real name. I'm like, that's not her her work name. But anyways, uh, Lyra goes to hit her with a missile drop kick through the ropes as she usually does. But when she does that, Tatum, uh, Tatum, 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 she blind tags in and follows up with a drop kick through the ropes of her own and strikes the same pose on the ropes. Oh, yeah, uh, Electra uh, bends Tatum's body through the top and middle rope, almost like a backbreaker. Is this part of the ladies, Dusty? Yeah. Okay. Um, she she so uh she she bends her her body with like kind of like you know when you put your your knee underneath someone's lower back and you kind of just push them down to like a, like a backbreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does the same thing, Electra, but she does it uh using the ropes instead. Oh, I, and yeah, then I see she, that. and then she yeah. tags in uh Lola Vice who uh fucking just axe kicks her while she's hanging there. I was like, goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Um, Booker T made references to his old team with Goldust, seeing if uh you know talking about if Tatum and Lyric can make it work. Yeah. But then in the same breath, called Lola Vice Latina Heat. So, yeah. I'm yeah, like, he 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 be getting reckless when when, well, I'm when like, Lola's I'm like, in the ring. He I'm says like, bro, a lot of stuff. I know you don't have permission to do that. Yeah, yeah, no. You know? Anyway, she lights up Tatum with some kicks before gyrating her hips mm-hmm. as Booker yells, "Peanut butter and jelly." I you, want a sandwich. I told you, bro. I was like, bro, what's still the? saying that? Man. I was like, nigga, you got a wife. Yeah, he needed to chill. You got a whole. I just rapped about your wife. Wow, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Word. You know, I, I put her over in a song. Word. Anyways, uh, we get a double short arm clothesline from Lola and Electra on Tatum for a near fall. Uh, Tatum hits a release style pump handle DVD. Basically, mm, yeah, um, 
uh, what's his name's move? Buddy, uh, Buddy. Yeah, yeah. Buddy I, Matthews move, but mm-hmm. a little bit looser. Um, before uh, getting the hot tag, the Lyra who lights up Electro with some kicks, a step o- uh, step up Enzu and follows with a Northern Lights pin for a near fall. Paxi blind tags in, hits a diving crossbody on Electra, but Lola breaks up the pin. Lila, uh, Lyra then comes in, but Lola goes for the spin kick. Then Tatum pushes Lyra out the way, eats the kick, but then mm-hmm. falls on top of Electra for the pin. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So now we can't have nice things. No. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, next we had uh, Rich Holland versus Joe Kofi. Kofi? Kofi. I literally just wrote spots. This is Rich, uh, Rich the Joe. <laughs> okay. Overhead belly to belly. Back body drop. Overhead belly to belly. Shoulder thrust in the corner. Wolfgang tries to intervene, but Rich takes him out <laughs> off the apron. Mm-hmm. Kofi takes advantage of the, of the small uh, opportunity. Turns the tables on Ridge, hits a running springboard elbow in the corner like Slice Boogie. Uh, Ridge battles back with a big Scottish sickle lariat and hits the snowplow or the, the Northern Lights bomb mm-hmm. for the win. Post-match, the rest of Gallus attack Ridge three-on-one as the camera keeps awkwardly cutting to the entrance ramp as Gallus, like, leave him laying. With Booker T, Booker T was going off on this dude the whole fucking match. Talk about how maybe this isn't the brand for Rich Holland. Maybe maybe somebody needs to find some dirt on this, on, on this guy and get him out of here by any means. <laughs> I was like, God damn, dude. He, he, man, I'm he, like, that's how they felt about the WCW guys when they came yeah, in. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> it's my turn. Yeah, yeah. He said, wrestler's court is mine. <laughs> uh, I rule this sanctum. Uh, we got uh, an, a segment where it was Thea and JC. I don't know, maybe you could provide some uh, context yeah. to this. It looked like it was like a, a the point of view of someone secretly recording them on like a cell phone, because um, they definitely weren't looking at, in the direction and uh, just the way they filmed it. Was it anonymous? NXT it, anonymous? It didn't say. It just literally mm. just showed them like oh, okay. and like they were talking as if they didn't know they were being recorded. But yeah, we see Thea and JC with a couple of different women. I'm not too sure what the premise is. It's again first week back. I don't know. Mm. Uh, I do remember you saying stuff about the gambling and all that and mm-hmm. the. the the debts with the school. So I don't know. It kind of looked like the other women were auditioning or something. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but both JC and Thea are in the battle royal. Or no, Thea's in the battle royal. Thea left to say she's going to go get ready. JC said she'd be right there soon to help her. And then uh, she dismissed all the ladies except for one uh, she called Jasmine. She tells her to hang back and asked, uh, or tells her that she did a good job. The girl thanks her and then commended her for her direction. And then JC asked if she wanted to hang out and get something to eat and asked for her number, and then they just both left. I don't know. Hmm. It's kind of weird. Okay. Um, from here, we get segment of the night, Baron Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he tries to, to – uh, he's basically in the backstage interview, and he's trying to talk up being the leader of his team with Braun Breaker and mm-hmm. how he led them to victory. Uh, when Breaker appears on the screen and asks him, yo, why'd you tell me the interview was at 930? I loved his jacket, and, by the way. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, I'm sure it's his dad's. Yeah. Well, uh, I think he may maybe got one made, one, yeah, yeah. forms of that looks like yeah, but yeah, yeah, probably yeah, same color scheme, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, he even reads the text, <laughs> which Baron he's like, yeah, it says it right here. Uh, hey man, interview at nine thirty. He's like, hey man, why don't you just focus on the interview, man? <laughs> and then yeah, he uh, he's just putting himself over, saying that Breaker, you know, he was a little nervous before the match, so you know, I gave him a pep talk before the match, and you know, I kind of just picked up the slack for my team, <laughs> and then Breaker just interrupts. And tells them that the moment he tagged in, bodies were flying everywhere. But talks about their upcoming match in the Dusty Classic against Axiom and Nathan Fra- Nathan Frazier, mm-hmm. and tries to casually refer to them, uh, their team, as the Wolf Dogs. To which Baron's like, "What'd you just say?" He's like, "Nathan Frazier and Axiom's like, no, what'd you say before that?" He's like, "The Dusty Rhodes Classic, no, before that, what did you call us?" He's just like, basically, Baron doesn't have it. He's like, dude, how long did it take for you to come up with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaker tells him three weeks. He's like, dude, we've only been tagging for two weeks. (laughs) He's like, 
Well, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking about it in the shower, but Bre- Breaker quickly inter- oh no no a uh, 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 Baron <laughs> interrupts him. Is like, why are you thinking about me in the shower, dude? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I saw. Online. Uh, before declaring that as leader of their team, I'm officially vetoing Wolf Dogs and any future thoughts about me in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Baron, fa- his facials throughout the whole thing was hilarious. I mean, at the end, Breaker tries to come up with another name, but it was a flop on the spot. With how about the wild boars? I'm like, that, what is that? Mm-mm, that's horrible. Mm-mm. Uh, we got another Dusty Rose. No, I, I will say, though, Baron. He's been getting he, into his, uh, his yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm glad you got a chance to see him do his thing because, like, I feel like he's been doing really well in his second No, yeah, the NXT stuff he's been sure. doing with Breaker has been good. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I've been catching for sure. But to see it in real time, I'm like, yeah, this is, I, I, you know, I, it reminded me of when Rhino and him mm-hmm. uh, teamed up in that first Dusty Classic. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That's when he had the hair on. Yeah, hey, yeah. Okay. Uh, Chase U, LWO, Dusty Rose Classic. I was surprised they were still going my LWO because I was like, are they even still together? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't seen Uh Riley but... Osborne and Duke Hudson uh, with a really disheveled-looking Andre Chase in their corner as uh, Joaquin and Cruz had <laughs> The collar Zel- was up on. Yes, yes. it was. <laughs> uh, Zelina Vega was actually in the corner of LWO, which was a nice touch. Uh, commentary discussed the power struggle going on behind the scenes as Chase U uh, between – and uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Andre Chase and JC as JC reportedly replaced Andre in the match with Riley. Yeah. Uh, no, right. Wait, JC? Oh, yeah, she's yeah. the one that did that made the replacement. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. No, no, she's in the match. No, <laughs> That's how I was like, wait, um, what? But yeah, Riley starts off the match against Cruz as they go pin for pinhole for hold for a little bit before Wild tags in and gets the vintage LDF double team where uh, he gets the hip toss on Wild and he bounces off the ropes into the into the moonsault. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Uh, Duke tags in, uh, hits a big uh, sidewalk slam on on yeah, uh, Wild. Buddy. Yeah, it was yeah he. Mm-hmm. he it was a hezzy too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then counters a double suplex attempt on uh, the counters with a double suplex after they try to double suplex him on both LWO guys. They always try to double suplex that man. He ends yeah. up. It always goes the other way. Yeah. <laughs> um. He sends them both out of the ring with a double clothesline. Then tags in Riley, who hits a clean ass spaceman plancha to take out both men. Uh, took them both out. I, I thought it was cool. Yeah, he's clean. Um. Before the break, back from break, Riley uh tries attacking Duke, but Wild hits the finisher from the Zion Ion days. The was it the backflip suplex uh, face buster on yeah. the knee? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen him hit that in WWE uh, yeah, at all. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Uh, Cruz tags back in, but Riley uh, hits a whisper in the wind for the middle rope to take out both men again oh, okay. uh, before getting the hot tag into Duke, who comes in with uh, his Chase U version of the bionic elbow. Yeah. Uh, takes out <laughs> Wild with a flapjack and tries for a powerbomb on Cruz, but Cruz counters with a poison Rana. Oh, okay. Duke hits uh, a big... With a poison Rana? They called it a Poison Rana, even though I feel like the Poison Rana is the Avalanche version. I thought the Poison Rana was the inverted. Yeah, that's what he hit. He, oh, okay. Yeah, he so, hit how, so he picked him up for a power bomb, and it, did he spin around on his shoulders? I think so. Oh, okay. I yeah, like, I think he spun around. Or okay. he, he either did that or he like landed on his feet and then ducked under and just hit him. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. my bad. It wasn't like a, uh, a clean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, see, that's why that's why my, my paragraphs are too long, man. <laughs> Duke hits a big Samoa Joe uh, or uh, Joey Samoe uh, ST uh, ST Joe out of the corner, mm-hmm. lands a boss man slam on Cruz, but Wild got the blind tag in, and he wasn't the so he was no longer the legal man. He hits a diving shotgun dropkick on Duke. Wild then hits a running tope con Hilo from the apron, leapfrogging over the uh, the turnbuckle. Uh, to take out Riley on the other side of the ring. Damn. And then slides back in to hit Duke with a suicide dive tornado DDT a la Candice LeRae wow. on Duke. 
Uh, I was like, why y'all going so hard? It's just open. Yeah, man. I was going to say. Uh, Wild tags in Cruz before hitting uh, the middle rope moonsault as Cruz hits a Phoenix Splash or his version of the Phoenix Splash because it's really just mm-hmm. a back turn 450. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they move on to face Melo and Trick in the semifinals. Uh, oh, Chase lost? Yeah, they did. Damn. Yeah, I was surprised too. I thought they were going to keep I- – I thought for sure that they were going to keep LWO uh, – in, in NXT another mm-hmm. week, yeah, just because they're main roster already. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, it makes no sense for them to come back. Yeah, to, to I mean, they've already competed in that That's classic already. Yeah, I don't think they won. They they didn't win, but it's like I don't know. Anyways, uh, great competition though. Later after that, we got another backstage convo between Trick and Mello, with Trick apologizing to Mello for earlier about stepping all over everything they were talking about with the Dusty Cup. He's saying he was just excited that Ilya was cleared because obviously I've been waiting on this title match. Melo squashes his concerns and says, look, I understand you've been waiting. That, uh, this match has been owed to you since October, which I was like, what? I'm like, that's three months ago, bro. I wouldn't say it was owed to him, but yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he he won. I thought that match happened in November, but I might be tripping. Or, or in December, I should say. Was it Halloween Havoc? I guess that would be no, in October, right? No, nah, but see, Trick won the Iron oh, Survivor, the Iron Survivor. Match, Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. Think, I think that was a deadline. Yeah, you're so right. No, no, you're right, because that's where it was last October, year, too. Yeah. Uh, but so they just got to stay locked in for the Dusty Cup. Trick says he has a solution, which is basically him pulling double duty at Vengeance Day, to which Melo didn't think was a good idea and said that they haven't even made it to the finals yet. And just to put the Ilya stuff to the side for now and focus on beating LWO first. I mean, you, you could read it on his face. Yeah, like, Because yeah. that's the other thing I forgot to write. He also said, I feel you, dog, but just imagine. I mean, I'll be the first one to, to hold the world title and the tag team title at the t- same time. And then, you know, they slap hands, he walks away, and then you see Melo like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't do that yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, the Cruiserweight title isn't the tag team title. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, We did get a much-needed update from your boy, Von Wagner, but it's not the – it's it's Garbo. Um, pretty awkward segment. At first, it's just Robert Stone chopping it up with Von Wagner in the locker room area, asking him what what is – Hey man, so what are your uh, your New Year's resolutions? I'm like, bro, it is halfway through January. Yeah, it works. He's like, oh, I don't ever do, th- I don't do that kind of stuff, Stone. Yeah, man, Stone. <laughs> no, Stony. That's not that's that that's type of stuff. Not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do I look like hoping and, and wishing? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, they he, they're in the room, and then uh, Mensa and Noam Dar come in arguing for a little bit. I don't know what about. While holding the Heritage Cup, as Vaughn just gets curious about it, he's like asking them about it before putting in an athletic cup inside of the trophy as Noam freaks out. Noam wants uh, – oh, oh uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Vaughn wants a shot at the cup, but Noam keeps trying to explain the process of which you come into contention and then the rules for the actual match, which for some reason they had Vaughn act like he was playing dumb and asking questions that didn't make sense just to like kind of annoy Noam to the mm-hmm. point of leaving. But I don't know, man. I don't know how this doesn't bury a the it, the it, guy who didn't a, do him any favors. Yeah, well, I don't know who, how is how it doesn't bury the guy who's already being reintroduced into his current storyline about the head surgery shit, mm-hmm. and then bury like the Heritage Cup, you know, like oh, basically. I, like, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. if you're gonna have one of your guys poke fun of how ridiculous the rules are. Yeah, yeah. You know sure. what I mean? It's just like, oh, they, is, mm-hmm. is, is, is out of well, fans. This is, what I, this is what I'll say about those cup matches. It is a little confusing. But when you watch them, it's it's really entertaining. It's it's just weird how it translates better physically than like just when it's being. I, I think guess, if you give it a chance, yeah, because yeah. uh, even like with like the pure wrestling rules matches for ROH, mm-hmm. it's, it's different. But it's it's you know but very, anyway, very similar. Yeah, I got uh, I got two segments and one match left, and we done. Get right. out of here. Yeah, you good. Josh Briggs backstage segment. Briggs is watching his match back I heard about this. Yeah, uh, when he's approached by WWE Hall of Famer, the wrestling guy. JBL, 
Uh, Briggs asks if he has any advice for him, to which JBL says no. You know, he, he kind of puts him over in every which way and uh, says that, you know, that's why I picked you to be in the qualifier, which I don't know what he was talking about. Mm. Um, and not just being a good and, and not just being a good big man to put in the match. Says he's done good for himself in NXT and has all the potential in the world, but he needs to figure out who Josh Briggs is and show NXT and the WWE who that person is. Mm. Says that he himself had to put down the beer and the playing cards to show the world he could be a wrestling god. I'm not saying that that's your journey to take, but you have a journey of your own to take. And I'm like, I like this. I like this yeah, a lot. Yeah, especially because he's been winning with the clothesline from hell. Because they have been calling it that. Because remember, yeah. they've been they've been they were trying to pair him with JBL or Baron with JBL, and it's just it yeah. was, they were two different. I mean, yeah, the guys from Louisville, but it's like he he is not country. Like no, he don't come think, off like no, that. No, I all. think it was the money thing. They were trying to. You know, yeah, that's true. He came yeah, you're right. Money, and then JBL was like the stock. You know, the guy that you know was texas rich or whatever yeah, it was the, the, like, the big tycoon yeah, yeah. there you go uh we get a vignette for the no quarter catch crew you get a little bit more uh, say that times uh, fast, context bro. i guess uh it was a, a vignette where uh you had four different voices i'm not gonna say who said what so i'm just gonna read it straightforward yeah. but they've been doing this a lot lately yeah okay so it just goes like this no quarter catch crew a group of exceptional athletes united by one common bond the definition of no quarter no pity shown no mercy given which I was like, okay, so you're saying like no quarter mile, no okay. Now that you explained that, I could kind of get it, but I'm like, I'm thinking quarter catch is like some, you know, some wrestling technique that everyone's fucking privy to. I don't fucking. I know. thought it was like no quarter, like like four quarters, like this is just all day, you know, one mode. Like, hey, there's four of us, but this ain't no quarters, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the definition of no quarter, no pity shown, no mercy given. We must break the will of another man before we can break his body. There are no limits except limitations of the mind. Pain is a feeling of weakness leaving the body. We embrace the grind. They say going forward we have worked. Oh, oh, oh that's what it was. My bad. They, they say we embrace the grind, and then they, they go into a segment where they say that going forward we have worked out the catch clause in every one of our contracts where we will decide who steps forward and competes. And I promise you, whoever steps forward, we will not show any pity, no mercy, no quarter, as they all do the what I call the yeah old school Perry Saturn. I was, say, Randy I was telling pose. you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I was like, oh okay, that's, yeah. That's the Ozone thing. is coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Watch for the diving crossbody. Oh man. Uh, next week, uh, not a whole lot of um, announcements. We got a contract signing between Lyra of uh, Valkyria and the winner of the Battle Royal, which I'm going to be talking about right now. Dusty Cup semifinals as we got Corbin and Breaker versus Axiom and Frazier, and apparently. Cora Jade was supposed to be in the 20-woman battle royal, um, but she tore ACL at a house show yeah. last Friday, and they said she will unfortunately be out for uh, up to almost a year, if not the full year. Yeah. She just came back. That's too. what I was thinking. I'm like, man, this has got to be. And I don't know what that what, what her injury was there. but No, man, yeah. I, I, I don't know. A lot of people were saying, I mean, I'm not trying to be one, but they were saying that it was uh, more cosmetic and she was oh, okay. uh, healing or something. So mm. I, I, I don't know. Mm. Then again, the Rock War shirt. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, we could talk about this stuff. Anyways, 20 Women Battle Royal. Um, this is for the number one contender shot for the uh, NXT Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, they had uh, different women highlighted throughout the show to say a few words prior to the Battle Royal, which included uh, Lola Vice and Alexa Lopez. As Lola has the Breaking Out Tournament guaranteed contract, but Alexa talks about going into the Battle Royal as a unit, mm-hmm. her winning it, essentially trying to turn her guaranteed match into a triple threat. So that, that they can guarantee that the, the title's going to go to them. Mm-hmm. 
which I was like, all right, no, I, I don't know how that's yeah, going Yeah, I remember she was trying to convince Lola to use her uh, contract for a tag title match, too, with a women's tag title. So she was mm. like, mm, yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. We also saw them awkwardly interrupted by Tatum Paxley as well. Um, this is mm. early in the night, obviously. Oh, okay. Who, uh, this is before their tag match. Who, who told them she was going to win the Battle Royal so that Lyra could, wouldn't have to defend her title because... No one gets near her champion. <laughs> so here are the names that were in the uh, in the the match. Izzy Dame, of course. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah, yeah. There's 20 of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Izzy Dame, Kiana James, Lola Vice, Electra Lopez, Thea Hale, Kalani Jordan, Tatum Paxley, Ariana Grace, Lash Legend, Roxanne Perez, uh, Fallon Henley, Blair Davenport. This uh, chick that's been rolling with. The family, uh, her last name's Rizzo. I forgot. Yeah, her. yeah, I forgot. Her I, I kind of like her. I, I like, didn't realize she was a wrestler. Yeah, I like her spunk a little bit. Okay. Uh, Gigi Dolan, Jakara Jackson. Uh, someone, oh, she's so she's back from injury. Jakara, they didn't. Okay, no fanfare, she, but yeah, she had a back injury not too long ago. Uh, Stevie Turner, which I'm is that? Oh, the, wow, is that the one that was supposed to do that? That that uh, Twitch like a, type of thing? Yeah, I haven't seen I her in a long time. Okay, yeah. uh, Carmen Petrovic. Okay, and two unknowns, and the last person making their debut. Mm-hmm. Ren Sinclair, a.k.a. Maddie Rinkowski. Yeah, I did see that yeah. she got picked up. Yeah, I was like, man, that's, that's probably the quickest turnaround to use someone, yeah. you know? So I, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So obviously I didn't take notes on the whole match. These are just the key things that happened. Uh-huh. Kalani had a mini Kofi Kingston moment when she got pushed off the apron but landed on the announce uh, table. Of course she did. Yeah, I had to shimmy around the whole barricade, but of course they did it during picture-in-picture because it took her way too long to just... <sighs> yeah. <sighs> and then, you know, jumped on the hop, still steps. skipping the jump. All yeah. that. Lola got uh, Lola throws out Electra out of nowhere. Then Tatum throws out Lola after, and then Lola and Electra start brawling ringside. So mm. that's over. Yeah, that's been waiting the bubble. So. I figured as much. Uh, Carmen uh, Petrovic eliminated Blair uh, Davenport. Then Blair goes ballistic, drags her underneath the ropes, and hits a Kamigoye before throwing her back in the ring. And then Ariana Gracia throws her out, makes it, making it seem like she did all the work <laughs> uh, before Tia Hale throws her out. Uh, Last Legend eliminates Tatum Paxley. Ren Sinclair eliminates Last Legend late in the match, but then gets eliminated by Kiana James. Uh, thus making the final four, Kiana James, Kelani Jordan, Roxanne Perez, and Fallon Henley. But this is new to me. Since it's a number one contender, it's about a royal. The final four are now fighting under fatal four-way rules. Uh, Which I was like, didn't you guys steal that from somebody? I mean, I remember thinking that for for uh, a long time, too, right? Yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. But I kept thinking, like, oh, I feel like we're copying off someone else. That, yeah. It sounded familiar. Mm. Uh, Roxanne uh, Perez ends up winning with the the pop rocks and Kalani, jo- Kalani Jordan. Sorry, uh, Lyra comes out post match and congratulate her on the ramp and uh, obviously making it, you know, Roxanne doing the contract signing with Lyra. It's a Lyra or Lyra? Am I Ly- Lyra Valkyria? Yeah, that's what always got me is like the K Y R in and her then, last name yeah, versus the L Y R. In her first name, like, are, Valkyria, yeah, are, are both <laughs> pronounced differently. Yeah, yeah. But um, don't, my only question was, I'm like, yo, where the hell is uh uh Dakota Lyons? She wasn't. I was, on, I was gonna say, she I was wasn't surprised. on the show. She wasn't. On, and I and I looked. She's not. I thought maybe she. I was very surprised. Got injured again because we've heard that. Yeah. But, dude, I don't and where, know. And where was what's her name? Um, uh, it's not Mandy Rose. Why am, why am oh, you talking about uh J C Jane? No, 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 not um Gigi Dolan was in her. Now she's a former champ. She's the one that went against Becky and lost the strap, and then had that street fight. Why can't I remember her name? Uh, Tiffy time. T- oh, Tiffy Stratton. Yeah, yeah she where def- was she? At? Yeah, she definitely was not in this match. Yeah. They even they didn't even mention her. That's so crazy. But yeah, that was it, man. That was, that was all I had for NXT. Um, yeah. but yeah, 
Down south saying. <laughs> we are not the same. But yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. You're gonna hear all about uh it was written too, and just uh letting y'all know front row was sold out. So make sure you go on to it was written Yeah. Get those twenty dollar general admission tickets. I like it. Yeah, get them before they go up. Maybe they may not go up. I don't know. But you might you don't want to get them before the day of the show. Do it. All I gotta say is listen to this ad and we'll be right back. Uh, we got Doc Light in the fuse on AEW for the yes, first sir. time this year. And uh yeah, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, Winter Circle Pro proudly presents our first show of 2024, our one-year anniversary, It Was Written To, going down Friday night, January 26th at the American Legion Post number 299 in Chino, California, and tickets are still available right now, though Front Row is officially sold out, so you can get your $20 general admission tickets right now at itwaswritten.eventbrite.com. Featuring the king of the concrete jungle slice boogie defending his P4P championship against the gifted and talented Ray Rosas. Then, to ensure a new challenger, we present the pound-for-pound pound proving ground as it will be Brett the Threat, taking on Honest John, the lucha scumbag Chris Nasty, and Leo Canedo in a fatal four-way debut match. Next up, will top-notch Lucas Riley be able to continue his new wave of momentum when he faces the seasoned luchador known as Zocre? And it will be the West Coast Wrecking Crew defending their Winter Circle Pro Tag Team Championships against the current P4P champion Slice Boogie and the world champion Dom Kubrick. And speaking of championships, we may have some championship implications as our women's division heats up with a triple threat debut match between Milo, Brittany Brooks, and Delilah Doom. Plus, we have a highly recommended homecoming as Cameron Gates is scheduled to make a very special appearance. Also, the world fighter G-Sharp steps back into the winner's circle to issue another open challenge. Be sure to grab your tickets again right now at itwaswritten.eventbrite.com to find out who will step up to face the Neon Ace. Then, in our main event, it will be the most sadistic Dom Kubrick once again defending his Winter Circle Pro World Championship. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Yurt, we are back. No, Yurt. <laughs> I did see that shirt. You said what? The the uh, the no yeet. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I did. <laughs> no yeet. No yeet. None. No. <laughs> uh, nah, but uh, I am definitely. Uh, I want to hear how you're gonna break this down. Yeah, I'm gonna um, light the fuse and bring the boom. Let's, let's light this crash racket. <laughs> We're not doing that, but we will. Uh, we will start this off with the TNT title match, man. Uh, AEW Dynamite. We had Christian Cage defending against Dustin Rhodes. Uh, you oh know, yeah, I did see this. Yeah, I did yeah, see yeah. this. Yeah, it was actually a really fun match, man. Uh, spots. We had a early rebound snap power slam by Dustin. Uh, Dustin hits a flying clothesline off the steel steps to Christian on the floor. Uh, Christian takes out uh, Dustin on the outside with a diving plancha off the top rope, sort of like what you know Brian Danielson does. Yeah. Uh, we get a Manhattan drop and a running bulldog by Dustin out the corner which i haven't seen in a while for two uh like, don't follow my ass for nobody yeah exactly, right <laughs> uh christian escapes the unnatural kick but eats a drop down uppercut and a code red for a very near fall uh christian with an inverted hot shot to dustin's neck along you know on the top rope he kind of does that 
Uh, and then he gets a frog splash for a very near fall as well. Really nice frog splash, I should say. Uh, Cage tries a, torne a tornado DDT, but Dustin sweeps his leg to crotch him on the middle rope. And at this point, Nick Wayne is, you know, trying to get the rap to turn around. But, of course, does, you know, no justice to uh, his patriarch as he gets hit with the unnatural kick behind her back. This is an Aubrey, by the way. Uh, Dustin hits a second rope superplex on Christian and then follows up with a crossroads for a, another near fall. He actually hit a very nice crossroads this time. I know sometimes it looks a little sloppy or whatever. No, it was good. I was actually, I was like, oh, you about to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, word. Uh, but the finish comes where Christian distracts the ref while Killswitch pulls Dustin to the floor and attempts to choke slam him, but he gets kicked down low instead. And then Dustin turns around and he uh, sees Nick try to hit a Wayne's World, but he catches him and hits a Canadian destroyer on the floor. And then he goes to re enter the ring and charges Christian, but he sidesteps uh, him into the post. And then he hits a spear and a, and a kill switch only for Dustin to kick out. Uh, Christian then picks Dustin up for one more kill switch for the win. And that's how we go home on that one, then. So, not a bad match. Uh, to yeah, kick it off. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I was watching it. I was like, "Oh, he was—he forgot he was supposed to get out for that last part because he definitely like was there." And then you see him just—I'm like, "Yo, no one gets right back up from a from a, when so when he's like, oh shit, my bad, dude.'" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yo, you, did you just walk? Did you just get up and like, hey, and get, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." He, that was a little the, weird. That's what it was. He took yeah. the spear. That's what it was. He took the spear and was like. Oh shit, my bad, brother. <laughs> yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Because he was, I think, what was supposed to happen was he was supposed to sidestep into like the pad. Yeah, but it didn't translate that way physically. But you know, it is what it is, man. It's not ballet. But uh, we get a uh, backstage interview. A pair of them, actually. I just threaded these together. Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page. A few moments after, uh, when asked if he'd be watching the main event, Swerve says he has eyes everywhere, but would be foolish for uh, to not pay attention to the main event. Says no matter if it's Hook or Joe, he's been laser focused on going out to that world title, despite being preoccupied with the Continental Classic. Uh, he he acknowledges he did not win, but he's the one being talked about the most, and that makes him the most dangerous man going after the most coveted prize in this industry. Renee mentions Hangman Page also chasing the world title. Swerve reminds her he has eyes everywhere before giving Page his flowers as an impeccable performer and former champion. Says Dan from Danielson to Omega, Page has beaten everybody except for him. In fact, he's defeated Page twice and has no reason to do it again or anyone to prove it to. And it ends with a who's house, Swerve's house, and it walks off. And then uh, later on, Page, he's being interviewed later where he says, you know, you won't find another soul on the planet who cared about the world title the way he has in the last five years as he not only treated it with a reverence he flat out just needed it uh the difference now is back then he wanted to win it but in 2024 he wants to hold on to it for as long as he can whether or not he can beat swerve doesn't matter because he's not the world champion Samoa joe is and he will be watching the main event as well and says if hook can win tonight then it'll be him he has to beat for the title but god be with him if it is so i thought that was interesting and uh, yeah it was, i mean honestly good promo work i know he's kind of up and down sometimes but yeah. I think the mustache is helping. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm a fan of the mustache. Uh, we get a backstage interview with Chris Jericho. There were some clips played from Battle of the Belts uh, with that crazy street fight him and Sammy had against the tag champs uh, Rick and Big Bill. Uh, I don't know if you saw that clip where Big Bill tried to throw yeah. Sammy to the yeah, wall. Yeah, like I didn't even know that. Like, dude, I had no idea they were even having that kind of match, and then I keep seeing this clip go around. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, it was clean though, definitely clean. But uh, basically, if you didn't see what happened, uh, the the Callis family. They uh, intervened with, uh, I think, uh, somehow, I think Takeshita came in with a weapon. Oh, it was a kendo stick. And then Powerhouse um, helped Ricky get out the way when Sammy went for a Jeff Hardy-style Titantron Swanton. And then so he missed the target kind of thing. But Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. I kept. It was funny because people were, were showing it. I'm like, this is an old clip. 
And I'm like, oh, no, this is not. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I'm like, when, when but uh, Jericho, happen? he blames the uh, the Don Callis family for injuring Sammy and costing them a tag title before calling out to Kesha for using a candlestick and blasting him with it during the match. Chris says whether it's a barbed wire bat, paint a glass, or pizza cutter, he will get revenge on Takeshita despite already beating him in Tokyo a month ago. That match now doesn't mean as much anymore as he must now seek and destroy him, or he, as he says, destroy your ass, which I was like, that's going to get something on. on. Hey, yo! <laughs> yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Matt Seidel then interrupts Jericho saying, hey, I, you know, he knows him better than to, bring, to begin losing it over a particular loss such as that one. It convinces him he just needs to get back in the ring with someone who's pinned him before, such as himself. Jericho says he respects Matt as a wrestler and says some may even say you were born to do this, which it was like, ah, ah, ah. Then accepts the match yeah. for Rampage, but warns Seidel that he has a lot of pent-up aggression, so be careful what he wishes. It was like, for sure, the most, uh, I would have never <laughs> have guessed that. First of all, I was like, why'd you cut your hair, bro? And then I was thinking, I'm like, <laughs> you guys never talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's a reason. Yeah, yeah there has to. I'm like, you're the one guy that's like, I I'll take the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. He's he was walking by from catering. Oh, you, did, did I smell TV time? Yeah, 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 word, word. Just step in. Uh, we get a tag match. Uh, it was, this was interesting. It was Orange Cassidy teaming with Trent Beretta, and they've had some tension as of late because, you know, there's some stuff with the Battle Royal not too long ago uh, where, you know, the winner yeah. where it was to win uh, that shot at the TNT title. But I think Trent eliminated um, Dan Housen, and this was actually supposed to be a, a trios match, but Chuck Taylor and Ray Phoenix aren't cleared to wrestle right now. So uh, commentary note, it's the first time Orange and Trent have actually tagged together without chuck but uh yeah we see uh penta does his taunt in orange's face you know the no fear though you know and knocks yeah. off his shades before baiting him into an athletic stalemate that ends with cassidy trying to put his hands in his pockets but he eats a super kick trent with the release half and half suplex a commander before picture in picture commander uses a running head scissors to deposit trent to the floor over the top rope very interesting how he did it uh penta with a pair of sling blades to orange then hits made in japan as commander takes out trent with a senton plancha to the outside uh orange escapes a spike fear factor attempt and hits penta with the satellite ddt then penta steps off commander's back to nail trent with a destroyer before commander follows up with a rope walk diving splash but orange breaks the pin uh the finish comes though where commander lands on his feet after missing a phoenix splash attempt but runs right into that running knee smash by trent who eats an immediate super kick from penta penta goes for a springboard destroyer but orange shoves trent out the way and then so when he gets his head in between his legs he actually catches him and picks him up with a beach break instead and then hits commander with an orange punch before Trent follows with a crunchy for the win. Uh, Post-match, we see the best friends go to hug Orange in the middle when they're interrupted by the Undisputed Kingdom's music as Roddy, Taven, and Bennett head down the ramp and surround the ring. Uh, they enter with mics as Roddy demands Orange takes his shades off and look him in the eyes because he says, I know you've heard me tell these people. I want to tell you to your face, you know, what I plan to do basically about chasing the TNT or the uh, Intercontinental or Inter I'm sorry, is it International title? I'm sorry, see? Too many, too there's, many. There's the continent, the continental crown, and then the international. Yeah, so it's like it's, it's continental breakfast. And then what was the international? Was something different too, wasn't it? Like the the internet. It was the Atlantic or something. Mid, weird. It was the mid all Atlantic is what it was called. Yeah, yeah, for a while. Uh, Roddy goes to snatch Orange's shades after he refuses to remove them, but he gets his hand smacked by Orange, which heightens the tensions in the ring. And then Roddy criticizes Orange for choosing a tag match rather than being a fighting champion like he usually is. That's willing to take on anyone at any time. The question is if it's all becoming too much for him and if he has anything left in the tank. Roddy says that title belongs to him, and he's coming for it as Orange just snatches the mic from him and tells him, 
you know, he'll defend it against him right there and right now. Gets the people really going. Roddy goes to take his shirt off and then says, instead here of here and now, I'll face you on March 3rd at Revolution. And in the meantime, you have the next six weeks to wake up every day and live with the fact that you're just keeping that title warm for me, which I thought was a really good way. It was cool. <laughs> the whole time I was like, Roddy, are you going to let him get, grab the mic? <laughs> I yeah, like, yeah. I was like, no. I, well, I, I felt like it was a way of like going back with the, you know, I try to take your shades, you smack my hand, you're trying to take my mic. Oh, that's true. Your hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but uh, we get a Briscoe family segment. I really like this Briscoe. man. This is yeah, one of the highs. Beautiful. It, was, it yeah. wasn't a long thing, but, you know, Mark Briscoe is on the ramp of the mic, says he's there to represent the baddest tag team in the history of the planet, Danny. Uh, them boys, the Briscoe brothers, and acknowledges how a year ago to that night, uh, his brother Jay tragically passed away yeah, in a car accident uh, and had moved on to the next level of existence. But as they say, generations come and go. Uh, he says he notes that his two nieces were also in the car and severely injured, with doctors saying his oldest niece would never walk again. But however, and uh, you know, then both of his nieces and I think their brother make their way onto the ramp, walking just fine, and they join Mark. Man, they were they looked like they were having just fun seeing their dad celebrated like that yeah definitely and he says we them boys damn it we won't stop because we can't stop we ain't going nowhere he thanks the fans from the bottom of his heart and says god bless them before a video package of jay briscoe plays and it especially highlights this quote and i remember we were in boston when we watched this final battle and i remember he, he cut this promo but i never you know we didn't know what was to come but he said at the time, because we didn't know what was going to happen with Ring of Honor, he said, this might be the end of an era, but it damn sure ain't the end of the Briscoes. And, man, does that ring true more than ever now, even with no, shout his, out. his absence, you know? so. And you know what? Shout out to Mark, dude, because... You could see how emotional he was. That, that was probably the yeah, most I've man. seen. And, he hasn't and, been asked, I think, directly about it on camera, but, yeah, that was he, something. He's, he's, he hasn't shied away from talking about it, when it for, even when it first happened. But I got to give him credit because he's holding together a lot of people right now. Yeah. And for and it may not be the dynamic or the case, but from uh, a standpoint where it made people think that he was like second in command to his brother, it's like Yeah, you see more now than ever he's actually his equal. Yeah, a hundred percent. One that's where I was gonna go. Mm-hmm. Then you just see him just single handedly just just carry on that legacy and i did shout out to him for sure 100 percent uh we get the young bucks uh segment that you were uh, alluding to earlier in in the broadcast here or the podcast it just seems like matt always gets his brother into shit dude well it seems to me that matt always has to over talk nick yeah and and i've never liked that but i get it's like it's one of those things where you go matt we get it you're the talker but like i sometimes i want to hear what nick has to say because he talks so seldom that you think it's gonna it's going to be meaningful, you know, but Renee sits down with the Bucks and introduces them as Nick and Matt Jackson. Nick interrupts her and demands she give them the proper respect of calling them by their God-given names of Nicholas and Matthew as they are EVPs after all, and it's time they took their job a lot more seriously. Renee brings up their previous temper tantrums and rumors that have begun to swirl, but Matt then interrupts and asks if she actually believes what's being, what is being said and written about them before asking if they were true, hypothetically, what would she be willing to do to preserve her life's work reassures his line of questioning is purely hypothetical but continues to ask what she be, what would she be willing to do to protect her baby would she be willing to lose her relationships with her co-workers and friends or watch her reputation and legacy fly out the window if it meant there'd be a healthy sustainable thriving wrestling company called aew matt says his answer is hell yeah and would go back and do the same things all over again before telling renee you're welcome for your paycheck this week by the way renee then switches gears to sting and their return to aew television 
last week. Matt says when they started AEW, this is what I really liked about this. This was the meat and potatoes for me because to me, I yeah, felt not like- not all of it was hard to digest. It was just for me, I was like, and at the end, okay, more more or less the same that we've See, seen. And, guys, and you, you know, know what so. it is for me is I felt like. There's some realism in feeling like they've been crucified over that, oh, 100%. that one thing, and they felt like, man, 100%. if it wasn't for us, arguably, there, this wouldn't be here for Punk to have a yeah, platform th- there wouldn't have been, Yeah, and I think Punk has done, mouth, yeah, all that stuff, and, and Punk yeah. has already done his dirt on WWE television, has you know poked his, thrown his barbs here and there, so I think that's really what it was. They didn't want to tuck and run and act like it wasn't a big deal, but... Uh, yeah, but yeah, they're asked about Sting and their return. And Matt says, when they started AEW, their slogan was change the world, which they did as they were disruptors and rebels who spat in the face of tradition. But along the way, the perception that the company had changed as toxicity entered their locker rooms because they began to lean on yesterday's self-serving, superficial, cancerous superstars. Sting is none of those things. In fact, he's great. He's awesome. He's a role model employee. He's in the conversation for greatest of all time. They even hope one day people will talk about them the same way they talk about Sting. However, it's what Sting represents as he is the last of that dying breed and that image isn't in line with what they wanted to do in AEW. So for that, they must say goodbye to Sting and everybody like him. Uh, Renee then asks if they're officially calling Sting out for revolution, but Nick simply says as EVPs, they will pull some strings while showing Matt a text message of sorts, maybe an email on his phone before they both get up to leave. And Matt rudely says, all right, sweetheart, we have a meeting to get to. (laughs) I don't know why Matt's always going to be the dick, you know what I mean? So... Uh, I, in my mind, I was like, Mox is going to see you for that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, I better not catch you in catering because if I see silverware, it's on. Yeah, seriously, man. Uh, we get six-man six man, ta- uh, six man uh, ROH tag title match. This is a really I fun match. I was surprised yeah. with this. Yeah. Bullet Club Gold taking on the Mogul Embassy, Cage Khan, and Toa Leona. Uh, we see Austin mock Nana's dance during a shake route or a roll to Cage before Cage bounces back with a snap German suplex while Nana taunts him from ringside with the real dance. Khan and Loa with a backstabber elbow drop combo to mm-hmm. Austin before picture in picture. Colton gets that a hot... elbow drop, bro. Yeah, bro. Toa just yeah. always looks dangerous. Like, seriously. Uh, Colton gets a hot tag and hits Cage with a huge drop kick. He hits Toa with a running neck breaker and Khan with a full Nelson slam for two. Yeah. Uh, and then Colton goes for a famous serve but gets intercepted with a pounce from Toa before he Khan swing him into a powerbomb by Cage. I've been seeing him do that move for a little bit now. Yeah. Uh, Jay finally tags in and hits a Uranagi on Khan before eating a Cyclone Lariat from Cage. But the finish comes where we see Cage turn right around into a 310 to Yuma from the guns before Khan hits a two-for-one quote-unquote shotgun dropkick, which Austin sells entirely too much yes, for. Yes, he did. Uh, for, for not getting any contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got contact, but not, the, that, though, not yeah. the kind that forces you to, to run no and lie, then jump I, over the rope the way you I was, did. I was, I was like, God Ooh. bless him, but I was, Jeez, I was like, like, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anyone not land that. It seems like a, like, you know, just easy. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Jay goes for the Blade Runner, but Nana pulls his leg from the ring, uh, from ringside, allowing Khan to escape and hit a gut check for a near fall. Khan distracts the ref while Nana then enters the ring with one of the six man, or the trio's belts, I should say, and stalks Jay, only to be stopped by Max Caster, who appears on the apron, who snatches it before Jay escapes a small package attempt by Khan and then hits the Blade Runner for the win. No, that was uh, Bowens. No, that was Max Caster. I are you? I got. Yeah, I'll put I could money have, on it. I could have swore that was Bones because it seemed like Bones was the only one that was uh, trying to like, like. Really. No, Bowens, yeah, at the end, we did see BC Gold celebrate as the acclaim uh, with Billy Gunn applaud them from the ramp and extend that scissor to continue the floating idea of the bang, bang, I mean, we, we know what's going on. They're just going to do a 
uh, what's it called? Uh, title unification match. Obviously. You think so? Absolutely. They don't need two six man tags. I like those titles could be could be defended on on both shows. Yeah, that's true. That's you know true. what I mean? Like it makes especially they're like, oh, we're the best trios in AEW. I'm like, too bad you're an ROH champion. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, we're, and they do get defended a lot on AEW, but uh, it always seems like it's for storyline purposes. You know what I mean? But uh, we get the Adam Cole backstage segment with Wardlow, very short and sweet. He yeah. says Wardlow has yet to scratch the surface of what he's capable of in AEW, but now that he's part of the uh, uh, undisputed kingdom, he will be unbeatable and go down as the most dominant AEW wrestler of all time. Since Wardlow will continue to run through opponent after opponent after opponent until all that's left is the world championship, which will then become the property of the undisputed kingdom and asks, ain't that right, big man? And he simply smiles and says, boom. Yeah, saw, saw you queuing up for that. Got you. I was like, that's all you need to say, big man. That's yeah, all you need yeah, to do. Yeah, words. <laughs> now, I mean, it, it, now it looks, it doesn't look so forced, right? Like, yeah, like, yeah. It was almost like they had to do some course correction a little bit. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, we get Deanna Perrazzo in her second match. She uh, had a match over uh, against Red Velvet, which she, uh, I believe she beat her on Collision last week, mm-hmm. last Saturday. So she uh, takes on Anna Jay. I actually uh, did enjoy this a little bit. Um, pre-match. Tony Storm comes down, flanked by Luther to join commentary before hilariously mistaking Ian Riccoboni. Yeah, that was Because hilarious. they did explain that he was step- standing in for Tony Sh- uh, Shivani. Shivani. Because he was on uh, assignment. assignment. That, there you that's go. That's what they said. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she tells him, Mr. Shivani, I must say you look amazing. What a glow up. We've been worried about you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you look fantastic. You're glowing. Clean shaven. Have you been working out? And then Taz chimes in, yeah, you even got rid of that stupid earring. That was hilarious. Like, Thank God. You yeah, know, and I yeah. think at one point, she even uh, feeds him macarons, and it's it's a it's very funny. And then yeah. she has another call, which I'll you know during the match she goes she confuses the term virtuosa with vertigo. She notes how she once had a bad case of virtuosa before, but she does still unsure how she how she contracted it, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. Uh, but Perazzo yeah. gets the better of Anna early on by targeting her taped shoulder with some grounded uh, with a grounded arm stomp. Uh, Anna hits a neckbreaker to Perazzo uh, from the apron across the second rope before picture in picture. Perazzo hits a rushing leg sweep and floats over into a Venus de Milo attempt, but Anna counters into a crucifix pin for two. Uh, oh yeah, it's a, it's a, he, uh, Ian gets fed a macaron at ringside as Anna hits a backstabber for two, then goes through the Queen Slayer, but Perazzo counters with a cross arm breaker before Anna gets the rope break. But the finish comes after a dueling forearm smash segment between these two uh, before Perazzo kind of baits Anna to throw another one before locking in the Venus de Milo for the win. Uh, but yeah, after the match, uh, Perazzo shakes Anna's hand before Renee enters the ring to interview her about you know her current winning streak and if she has anything to say to Tony Storm, who's there at ringside. Perazzo says absolutely and says you know Tony we've known each other for so long we used to be like sisters and although it's clear since coming to AEW that uh, you have changed the fact is so have I uh, says you know we may you may have been friends with Deanna Perazzo but you never met the greatest technical woman's wrestler in the world the virtuosa Tony then cues Luther to lift her onto her shoulders before grabbing a mic and saying technical well technically speaking you are an artificially tanned hag and says <laughs> <laughs> says my past is none of your concern as I ought to mark right into that ring and sock you right in that box. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> but uh, we must go to commercial, darling, so stick around, chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe before launching her shoe into the ring, but Deanna uh, is able to avoid contact and throws it back at her until Tony exits on Luther's shoulders yelling, how dare she? 
which I thought was funny that she still had the mic. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say she had the mic walking out too, still on his shoulders. Yeah. I'm like, this is yeah, hilarious. She's, like you said, she's getting a lot of mileage on this man. Uh, we got two more matches and a vignette is what I'll say. Uh, we got the private party taking on Top Flight. This actually wasn't what I thought it was gonna be, but it was interesting because yeah, I know you I, know. I'm not gonna lie, it's, it was. But both little... teams have kind of come back lately or recently, yeah. and I, you know, they kept calling it a dream match, and it, it certainly was when you put it on paper. But yeah. it, there was more of a story here. But I. Yeah, the, the post match didn't hit like where I'm like. So was it on purpose? Was it not? But we'll get there. Uh, we get an the athletic stalemate that leads to a standoff between both teams. Uh, they start fist bumping as a sign of respect before kicking the match up a notch. Isaiah with a springboard crossbody to Dante uh, and a springboard hot shot stunner to Darius standing on the apron. Uh, Darius goes for a tornado DDT on Mark, but then lands on his feet to catch, uh, after the spin to catch Isaiah, and then hits them both with a DDT, reverse DDT combo. Yeah, I, I, I was like wondering what he was doing. I'm like, yo, you got that clean. Yeah, I've never seen something like that before. Uh, Mark then drills Darius into the announce table with a suicide dive, re-enters the ring to hit a tope plancha to Dante on the other side of the floor, then re-enters, hits Darius with a somersault plancha before finishing with a corkscrew plancha onto Dante, and then we see Mark hit Dante with a 450 splash for two before or uh, we see Top Flight hit a super kick slingshot flatliner combo for two as well. Darius runs off the middle turnbuckle in the corner and hits Isaiah with a Pele kick that looked kind of painful before uh, eating a pop-up shotgun dropkick from Mark. And then Isaiah hits Dante with his uh, short arm trouble in paradise kick is all I could call it. I guess corkscrew uh, roundhouse. Uh, if you're nasty. But uh, the finish comes with a private party. Hit Dante with a gin and juice, which is really fun to see after a long time. But Darius sneaks behind Mark as he is the uh, legal person in the match. And he gets a O'Connor roll, only for Mark to reverse the, his, into his own O'Connor roll. But begins to fall over, and they're near the ropes. And he, uh, you know, as he begins to fall, he instinctively grabs the rope for balance, which inadvertently gives him the leverage to win the match. Um, you know, there is a little bit of like, what was that kind of thing, but they see more into like, Hey man, it is what it is. And trying to like celebrate, but not like, Hey, you, Hey, wins a win. It wasn't so much like that. It was like very mild, you know? And then even action and yeah. Reddy came down. It was, I wasn't really sure what we were getting to from there. So, yeah, I mean the, the diving, um, I guess marathon that, that Mark Quinn was doing. Yeah, and it was he, a little slow. Too. I remember he used to do that all the time, back to back, just like that. Yeah. But yeah, I was like. This must be him coming back, but I'm also I'm been curious about what exactly uh, he heard. But I think they said it was some shoulder, yeah, I injury think so or something, too. yeah. And then, uh, but from here we get a vignette. It's Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, you know, lots of footage plays of them. You know, over the last year or so, with Darby's voiceover saying, "Since Sting arrived in AEW, we've accomplished so much. We're 26 and 0 as partners. To me, the most important part of the story is not the beginning. It's not the middle. It's the end. And this story is going to end with me and Sting as AEW World Tag Team Champions. Uh, and that's all I really said. It made me wonder if they are going to be next in line to go against Big Bill and Ricky, and that's going to get them to revolution against the bucks or what's going to happen so yeah bro because um yeah i was thinking the whole time i'm like how are y'all going to stretch this yeah definitely uh there wasn't a lot of match announcements officially um i mean the one thing i could tell you is john moxley is looking to be back uh to return i guess on collision but there was a lot of there wasn't anything for next week so i thought that was really weird but uh we get to the main event commercial free 
uh, world title match, Hook taking on Samoa Joe. We get formal introductions, uh, which are conducted by Justin Roberts. And, uh, yeah, man, this thing starts off with Hook remaining in the corner with his back turned until the bell rings, and then he charges Joe in the corner to pepper him with body shots. Bro, the, the clip of this match went on fucking World Star. Really? Yes. Before I saw the full match, when- I saw the still shot of Joe – with Hook in the air turning towards the announce table. Oh, yeah. And, and it was like Samoa, uh, Samoa Joe ragdoll some new guy or something. So they, they didn't obviously know the context, but I was like, yeah, I'm not going to press play on that. I'm going to watch it from the beginning. I, yeah, like, I don't yeah. want to miss this. Yeah, same. Uh, Joe tries to whip Hook into the barricade on the floor, but Hook hops on the barricade instead and launches off with a diving forearm smash. Uh, Joe finally cuts off his momentum with a stiff running back elbow, then lights yeah. him up with his signature snap jabs and uh, his uh, corner back elbow in Zaguri combo. Hook tries a T-bone suplex, but then opts for a double leg takedown instead, then sends Joe to the floor with a sliding baseball clothesline, then nails him with another diving forearm smash from the apron this time tries another t-bone suplex onto the announce table but joe counters with a spinning uranagi that collapses the table uh, instead and then does a power strut around the ring bro could let him know he's a bad man bro like, high key could have just fucking caved in his fucking dome too. yeah yeah when i went back and i kept looking i'm like bro there's no way he didn't hit his back of his head yeah dude joe hits uh in front hook. of taz yeah yeah seriously <laughs> fuck dude. joe joe hits hook with an apron power bomb before doc samson steps in to check on him i thought that taz should have been there too well, i, I thought that would have that would have he mentioned, I'm going uh, to just take my headphones off real quick, guys. And I'm thinking he, we're going to see him check on him, but we didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, Hook does manage to beat the 10 count, only to eat a running snap power slam and DVD, both for near falls. But then Joe hits the muscle buster by Hook, who somehow kicks out at one. Course, then slowly yeah. begins to fire up with a trio of running clotheslines and some corner body shots. Now, before I get to the finish, when I saw that, I go, there's a lot of people, in my opinion, that would not be able to sell that spot. But I know sometimes you're you, you you're more uh, I, particular about how things are are I'm a, sold. I'm a stickler. For, yeah. So for, I was yeah. I was curious how you thought about that. No, it was fine. I mean, I put it like this: it's it's different now than a second match in against Bear Bronson. Let me yeah, just take I, that's Samoan a, yeah, driver, that's exactly know? where I was going. Um, I remember he got because you know I think that was Tony going. We're gonna do a, do something just like your dad, you know. But it's like yeah, but Hook isn't your dad like, yet. Like, he like has, hasn't come in and yeah. just do that. He had to build up his stock and then exactly. like, and people expected things like that from him, you know. So exactly. Um, that was, yeah, but I, I thought this was cool. I mean, I'm, first time I saw him fire up to do like a, a comeback spot ever, right? Definitely, yeah. That's the most emotion we've seen, I think, out of him for sure. Yeah, I mean the DVD spot from. Joe was surprising because I, I feel like I haven't seen him hit that since TNA. To be honest, he hit it uh, on or on you know MJF. What? No, my bad. I'm thinking I'm, I'm I'm tripping. I'm thinking about that other Samoan, the oh, Island Driver, the Island That's Driver. The yeah, man, yeah, they yeah. Be, whew, they used to be fierce, it's man. Fire, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, Hook, you know what else he hasn't done in a while? That that slingshot corkscrew to the outside. I don't, I don't, know, if he, I don't know if you yeah, can. Don't, that running yeah. start, though? No, no, yeah, I'm, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Uh, Hook makes the place explode after finally hitting the T-bone suplex and goes for red rum, but Joe's able to roll through and lock in the coquina clutch to put Hook to sleep for the stoppage win. But post-match... Uh, Joe exits. Uh, he goes to exit the ring and walk up the ramp, but Hook slowly gets to his feet and asks if that's all he's got. Joe then re-enters the ring to kick him down low, and then hits another muscle buster and then goes to leave again. When Hook uses the ropes to pull himself back up to his feet and asks Joe for more, Joe gets angrier and gets in the ring again. When Hangman Page's music hits, he runs down to make the save, but Joe powders out and backs up the ramp. Uh, Joe and Page start to exchange words from a distance when we see Swerve Strickland appear with Nana in the crowd to join the fray as Joe gets wide. 
wide-eyed and then exits up the ramp to get to the back. Page then exchanges a long gaze with Swerve, who then throws up the peace sign before he exits with Nana back through the crowd. Then uh, Page turns to help Hook up to, to his feet, but Hook declines his help as well as the referees and opts to stand on his own and, uh, instead and then slowly makes his way back up the ramp. So yeah, that was a better better move. It, it was do. weird. Like, I, yeah, I wasn't mad at the ending. I'm like, oh, okay, we haven't gotten it like the, the Jeff Hardy Undertaker angle in a while. You know, yeah, like this the, was definitely a star making performance. Yeah, no, it, yeah. And what what I liked about it was he didn't oversell it. Yeah. Um, I love the way that Smojo came in there, like, all right, cool, kick to the dick then, and then I'm gonna hit you with my finish. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was all about that. And then it was just weird because what took me out of it is like the the can they still have work to do with the cameras and how they communicate with production. I think so too, yeah. When you sit there and they got the ringside camera there and you hear the ref Stand him up for his music. Stand him up for his music. I'm like, God damn. Oh, I didn't even hear that part. It was clear as day. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, okay. And then but I, was, I wanted to ask, how'd you feel about the uh, the hooks uh, uh, signal? I guess they've been using. I've been liking that a lot. Yeah. I, I, I like I've never they... seen anyone else do it. I like the way they did it last time and the way they, they did mm-hmm. it this year. I was like, yeah, or this week. I was like, you know, this is cool. It's, this could be a good thing. And I like thing. this promo, too. Like the him going like, yeah. well, again, who the hell am I anyway? Yeah. Like, no, like I, kind lo- of thing. Yeah. I loved he said that, obviously, because that was because of what fucking Ginger said. Yeah. Who the fuck is Hook? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyways, go watch Monday Night Raw. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's how you spin that, kid. That's yeah, because because I'll, I'll be honest, bro, leg leg injury or not, yeah. that was not a good match between no. Gender and Seth. And I hear, like, Gender's trying dude. to use the uh, – the the uh the, of the IWC to kind of spin to get himself a spot in the, or him or one of the Indu share into the Royal Rumble and it's like nobody wants to see no Indu share look, the Royal Rumble bro until like, they said it on 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 commentary when he came back for day one no one even fucking knew that they were still a thing yeah like I was like they're still using that I'm like come but on, st- man. Stokely's not here <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> who, who who dubbed them so I don't I don't fucking yeah. know. But uh, yeah, man, that was AEW Dynamite this week, man. Honestly, I'd say a little—it's an upgrade from last week's show. Just me personally as a fan. I mean, I um, had nowhere else to go but up for sure. Yeah, I mean, I did like they didn't put play Jericho's music for five minutes. So <laughs> no, they good. didn't. No, they did not. <laughs> but no, yeah, I uh, appreciate it, sir. Um, yeah, I'm gonna try to. It was a good first week. Yeah, hopefully, cut my shit the fuck down. I, it was just I was getting reacclimated. I think. Oh, but, you good, man? Um, and that, that's what other part. I was getting used to so much of the backstage stuff and yeah, because I, and I stuff, still yeah. I was watching both for the last year, so I yeah. think it was easier for me to just pick up from from last week and all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah, for me, I'm at to be. I'm, I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie. I had a good time following it this week, so. Different from two years ago. Yeah. I'll say that for and sure. And definitely a different product than yeah. AEW. Yeah. yeah, and people, again, me being surprised to see how people have come along and stuff like that, that's, I'm always, I'm, I'm a fan of that shit. Mm-hmm. I, I love progress, mm-hmm. you know, so. I like it. Um, yeah, exactly, you know. Uh, shout out to uh, y'all doing what y'all do, and that's following us, so y'all stay tuned. And Tune whenever in. we do what we do, and that is providing y'all uh, with the hottest commentary, the hottest uh, uh Breaking news, injury updates, uh, drafts, uh, free agency, all that underneath the sun in the, the, the globe spinning in the palm of our hands, known as the wrestling world. And that is courtesy of the Quincy Jones Show podcast. And uh, all we ask is for you to follow us uh, on social media. That is at the Quincy Jones Show on Instagram, at Quincy Jones Show on uh, Twitter, as well as backslash the Quincy Jones Show on Facebook, man. Um, check us out everywhere you go to get podcasts, man. And anytime you want to. Uh, check out even we got a bunch of uh, old episodes too man you can see uh the origin of every, everything turned up and everything man yeah um archives baby interview with uh leo rush um, i was just thinking that yeah live interviews from uh when i was on uh you know ground floor of uh, uh the all first in, all yeah out. Starcast, all in all that we have i mean this is a lot i mean it's obviously we've been doing the countdown of 300 for a while 
Uh, but yeah, I encourage you guys to go and check everything out again. Uh, you can go check it out on on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. You can go to Castbox. Uh, you can also go to Pandora, as well as the great folks over at True100Radio.com. And, and don't of forget course, Spotify. Oh yeah, Spotify of course. And uh, don't forget to check out Quincy Jones Show, the album by yours truly. Um, if you're uh, looking for something to uh, work out to while you're watching wrestling, looking for something to uh, to listen to while, I don't know, you, you just bopping around, man. You just need some shit to remind you how great the wrestling world is and how much you uh, love uh, hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we know you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, check out uh, The Quincy Jones Show by yours truly, but also make sure you go and tap in and check out This Is Awesome, O-S-Y-M. Um, yes, sir. Produced by yeah, the uh, producer of the same name. But, yeah, that's yours truly, Doc Lesnar. Great and project, again. man. Great yeah, project. I, I mean, both these are great projects. You know, that's not just us, you know, patting ourselves in the back. It's just in terms of the culture, blending wrestling with hip hop is not an easy thing, but it's, it's you know, definitely fun if you get in that pocket, man. So go ahead and check it out on all musical platforms, Spotify, Ooh. Apple, you know, everything you could think of, you know, we're going to be on there, even on social media. Go ahead and tap in Quincy Jones Go or Doc Lesnar. You will see that music pop up. Uh, go ahead and follow your boy at Doc Lesnar for all things having to do with my music career. Uh, follow me with uh, at Doc underscore KGS pod for all things having to do with this podcast. Have Hashtag Wrestle Wednesdays. Who are you wearing this Wednesday, man? Let me know. Holla at me. And then, of course, uh, follow me at Lesnar's underscore lots for all things having to do with my Mercari page. I have updated the page. I told you I was going to do it. I got all the things that have been sold. I got all the new things that have been going up. So I, it's it's 100% up to date. I just made a sale in person last night, actually, for a Mick Foley uh, uh, autograph uh, 11 by 17. So uh, I'm, I'm here, man. Let me know if you guys are looking for something. I, I just sold a Sasha Banks uh, uh, autograph not too long ago, too. Uh, but, yeah, it's been really good, man. But, you know, holla at your boy, man. Again, I don't make sales through the Instagram app. You gotta. It's just, you know, a place you can see what I got to offer. You'll yeah, the, see the, my the, personal Mercari link in my I bio. I was just going to say the link is in the bio. Tap the link, and you can see. I mean, he does advertise what he has. Yes, but sir. you want the full inventory? Click the link. Yeah, definitely, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, go ahead, check us out. And, uh, you know, as always, I'm just here to let you know you got to go to at Winter Circle Pro, man. We got yes, this sir. show popping. We're, we're yes, just a week away. sir. One-year anniversary show. We have seven matches and, and, you know, just ready in the chamber, ready to let go. Boom, made you look. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, it's what gonna I mean? be it's gonna be a great night. It's hard to talk about it without trying to give anything away. Yeah, we tried really hard to just top every show we've had. You know, every time we do a show, we try to top the last one. Yeah, this being the first you know, the first time we're getting a, an anniversary show, we definitely want to put on for those that have been you know supporting us since day one. So, oh yeah. Definitely, man. And remind you why you've been responsible. Absolutely. Day one, We're you know trying I mean? to provide you guys and entertain you guys for the night. We definitely got some big things planned for sure. Um, but the only way you can know for sure is if you buy your tickets and general admission is all that is left. $20 right now. It was written.eventbrite.com. Again, unfortunately, front row is sold out. However, you do have a chance to possibly win two free front row tickets if you. Enter our official It Was Written 2 contest. Details are on our Instagram right now, at Winter Circle Pro. Yes, sir. And uh, we're going to be uh, actually announcing the winner of that contest this coming Wednesday yeah. on the 24th. So you still have time to enter. Try to get those last two tickets. But if not, again, $20 to get you in the building, man. Come through. 
celebrate with us. It's going to be a movie. Let's do it. Yeah, and just so you guys know, if you're one of the first 20 people that did buy tickets to this show, I will be posting that list of people because you guys were instantly added to a, uh, or instantly entered, I should say, into a live drawing that we're going to be doing at intermission at the anniversary show. The winner of that live drawing will receive two front row tickets to our next show, April 26th, Hard to Earn 2. But yeah, man, I mean, you guys got to get there. Dom Kubrick's defending his title uh, again, you know what I'm saying? And we got Slice going against you know uh, Ray talented yes. Ray Roses P4P obviously. title action man yeah we got G Sharp at the open challenge we have a fatal four way uh, proving ground match you know all new faces Brett the Threat Honest John Chris Nasty and Leo Canedo we have a yeah, triple man. threat women's match Brittany Brooks taking on Delilah Doom and Milo Cameron Gates is going to be there speaking his mind Zokre taking on Lucas Riley and of course the tag team title match yeah, where we man. see the team of Easy Money Dom Kubrick and Slice Boogie taking on the reigning champs the West West Coast Wrecking Crew, but you know what? I could talk about it and sell you all day on it. You got to just be there to know what Absolutely. you're missing, man. Absolutely. And again, it was written.com, or I'm sorry, it was written.eventbrite.com is where you go to get those tickets. Yes, sir. That's how you're going to get into the building. Come and celebrate with your boy. Get a few drinks. Get a little good eats. And yeah. of course, check out all the, the, the wonderful vendors we have in the building and, and say what up to us, man. You know, you yeah, know how definitely. it is, man. We will definitely see y'all, man. And again, it was written too. Next week, we'll we'll see you, man. Yeah, definitely. And for those that pre-ordered a T-shirt, we will have them there Absolutely. for you to pick up as well. So you know, fret not. We didn't forget about you guys. Absolutely yeah, not. But we will have it there. Just go ahead and uh, hit us up at our merch table. We got you, man. But other than that, my friend, yes, sir. I got three words for him. Top, Top guys, guys out. out.